Plat chat episode one season two. I gotta press the go live button first. Okay, yeah. Don't forget <laughs> to go live. Yes. So, so did you hit it? Did you hit it? Live, I have to press the start streaming, start recording button on OBS, and then it's like buffering until it gets to the go live button on YouTube. So we're live on the podcast, and now we're supposed to be live on YouTube okay. like 15 seconds I, later. Okay. A anyway. After this podcast, Johnny, I'm gonna give you an extension for OBS that automatically does that. Because I was streaming on YouTube for a little while as well, like dual streaming. I'll give you the fucking little add-on thing and it you just click start and it's done. What? I'll give you that after the Sorry. What is this wizardry? What is he talking about? What is he talking about? Do I trust this extension? No, yeah, absolutely not. It. Okay, well then, fuck He's you mining man. Bitcoin on your computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ESCA. He's mining Just so you never forget. Just so you never forget. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, go on. Look, it's not my fault we're late, okay? I tried. I tried to hustle. Okay? We got a special scenario on our hands here today with the Platchat podcast where the developers are essentially talking. Uh, with a meeting. They actually did this last week as well when they did um, like the balance change blog or whatever and we had me, Costa and Jake and Dante on. Uh, they're continuing the streak today. Um, so they're live right now. I think it's John Spector, SUV and uh, uh, some other developer, yeah. Uh, whose name I should remember. They're live talking about stuff. So uh, we're live at 10am PST um, as per usual. Uh, but we'll be talking about you know, the, the blogs themselves, uh, us, our opinions, we have a vast. Uh, so I think that we had the better cast, uh, you know, my opinion anyway. Um, oh, so yeah. Damn. Have you guys just guys... throwing straight shade on them, huh? Straight <laughs> shade on the other podcast. Yeah, they're fucking boring I, and yeah, we're cool. And chosen, yeah, yeah. I could have chosen any other time all week, but they insisted on 10 a.m. PST on Tuesdays. All I'm yeah, saying is there's no chat. chance they talk about Dave Batista. So, you know, who's yeah. really winning right now? That's true. So true. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going further down that rabbit hole. I'm not starting that again. <laughs> We've already finished it. There's nothing more to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. The conversation's yeah. over. I've already won. I have pivoted. I will say I no, have okay. pivoted. No, okay. You didn't win. Okay. We, we had I a split win. opinion. I did We had a split opinion. Okay. That's, let's just. All right. And I'm Split opinion. Okay. Uh, okay, great. So, have you actually caught up on these blogs? Because one of them was actually released just yes. like 30 yes. minutes ago. I, I caught the one that just recently happened. Yeah. I just caught up. I mean, this, the one that just came out is very brief, honestly. Yeah. So, it's, it takes like a it's two, brief, three minutes. It's but it's very important info. Yeah. Um, so, okay, I got the wrong blog up. Wow, this day is just going great. All right, mental reset. Here we go. Uh, so, Avast, if you've taken a look already, uh, why don't you run us through uh some of the season two retrospective blog that just came out and you know it started off it talks about ramatra and um some feedback about this season and what's happening going into season three but what really stood out to you with this blog um i mean realistically like i mean okay they said they we're gonna balance ramatra a bit like you know we just need to balance his ult a bit is like what we're pretty much happy with like you know they're glad that they made him a bit stronger i think the biggest thing is that for me at least is that um, they're saying they're going to continue to iterate on matchmaking, which is something they already discussed in the blog before this. But, like, that should be, like, a given. I don't really think that's necessarily big. But rather, like, okay, they're changing up how the skins work. And in addition to that, they're hoping to redo how the events kind of work a bit in the future. Where 
not only are now are you going to be able to access all previous event skins, which is nice since that's like a very big portion of the game model is skins, and you'll be able to access them for less currency too. You don't have to roll out for the events and they're less expensive. But also, um, they're hoping that to increase the rewards and kind of change up uh, how interesting the events are as they go forward. Because they felt like the Battle for Olympus event was a cool event, which it was, but as everyone has talked to the death at this point, it's just a little, it was like a little tiny thing. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just like a little tiny fun event. Um, so they're hoping to like make it a little bit more interactive and give more better rewards for people participating in the future, which is good. I think that's probably the right way to go about it. So... All right, so, the I mean, there's like four there. things to it, Jaws. So where do we want to start with this? You want to pick one thing and like go into it? What stands out to you the most? Uh, this stands out to me the most is probably the, the credit system. I just want to make a small point on the Olympus thing that they had a line in there saying, we didn't expect people to go for all titles. It's like, you expect people that play video games not to collect everything? Like, God damn. So but at least they're recognizing that, right? Like, they're recognizing good, good, that's yeah. the thing that people like from the event is that there was something to grind for, right? That is the first impression I got when I saw the fucking kills. It might have, we'll, we'll start on the Battle for Olympus stuff, fuck it, and we'll go to credits in a second. But that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of kills. Like, I played a few games as Farah, and I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, you could definitely get the Farah title, the whatever title, reasonable about time. But yeah, people already did grind. The guy in my Discord actually got every title. Um, huh. And it just like an absolute fucking warrior. Yeah. So it's not too much of a surprise that people got bored with it because they were being so fucking much, which I think is a small gripe from myself. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but people complaining that something is boring, but then they've played 300 hours of it just to get all tight. I'm like, no shit. Average streamer brain. No fucking <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, it's going to get boring. <laughs> what the fuck do you expect? You're playing the same game mode and it's not like pomp or anything like that. You know, it's. It's a little fun game mode that's supposed to you to grind for fucking 700 hours. Yeah, it's cool that they recognize that people actually want to get shit, um, get everything. So they're probably going to tune all that stuff down so people can acquire everything in a decent amount of time. And of course, the credits coming back is something that I think we've talked about fucking ages. The old skins do not need to be locked behind playables. Yeah. Like earning free legendary skins after a certain amount of time is really nice. They're going to give some of the battle pass away, the free and the premium. I, I just think it's a good thing overall. I still think earning the colors, for the different, the base color skins, I think would be good as like achievements or like, oh, you've played 100 hours of Ana. Here's all of the fucking recolors. Now it'd be more content for the players that just started playing too without swiping a credit card. Yeah. Joss, can you turn yourself up a little bit and then. Dude, that. I had this fucking problem before. Yeah. Hang on, boys. Test, test, test. One, yeah. two, three. Johnny, yeah. Johnny, Johnny. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's great. Yeah. There you go. I'm having some technical difficulties. I'm getting DDoSed no, by the Blizzard me. developers. I don't know what's going on. It is me. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's uh, SVB. Uh, it's SVB. <laughs> He's infiltrated by my, my producer computer. Uh, Costa, yeah, to follow up on that. At, uh, uh, yeah, I like... Do you want me to hit one specific or just sort of like broad strokes of the no, whole thing? No, sorry. No, if you couldn't hear Jaws as me, then that's fine. But <laughs> just anything that stood out uh, to uh, you in the blog, really. I think it's interesting they're looking at Ramatra. Um, I, I sort of want to talk about like that balance because it's funny. I've been playing like a lot of ranked recently and Ramatra isn't as prominent. Well, obviously because Orisa was just like dumb strong, but me and Jaws played our first open division scrim. And I think that really highlighted to me like triple Ramatra on yeah, screen. Like how <laughs> stupid it is right now. Uh, the ultimate, yeah. like a lot of the gameplay is you're just playing like a brawl style where everyone stays together and you try and kill each other and 
the real big component of like winning team fights is just Ramatra or the Echo copying the Ramatra and also getting a Ramatra. Yeah, and Funny Astro had a great clip of this. And God, this is just crazy. And it's, yeah. it's really fucking awful. And like, it, as I said, I if you haven't experienced this in rank, you're like, I don't really get what the fuss is about. Like, this would be the Overwatch <laughs> League if we had the Overwatch League right now. They have May, they have like a Tracer or an Echo. And what happens is you just end up in this never ending duel. I think Kiriko is also to be blamed a little bit for this, um, you know, unkillable Ramatra. But, you know, they said in the blog post, the issue was he was useless. So we're like, oh, well, we need to buff his ultimate to make him more impactful. But now his ultimate is so impactful that it's just Brawl is the best thing to do. He uh, has so, used beat at this point too. And yeah. they are still going. <laughs> and you, you charge ult, uh, defensive because like, here's what happens is the Ramatra gets like 100 health, uses the power yeah. block. And I don't know what the damage reduction is, but it's so high that it's impossible to kill him when he blocks. So you're just going back and forth between holding block and getting healed. And it's just, yeah. I'm glad that recognizes a problem, but you know, this is kind of like goats. I'm like getting flashbacks right now. of like, oh my God, the war. Like that's what yeah. I'm seeing right now. You get beat so often too. Like we, yeah. like Costa was saying, we were playing scrims yesterday, and we had there were th literal three Ramanches on screen ulting. One of them was an Echo Copy. Of course, that's not going to last forever because Echo Copy, um, you know, you'll get out of it at some point. But Connor, uh, well, sorry, Scott was just sitting there, just amp it up. And you just see his alt meter just. <laughs> It's just like with because you're just doing they're doing so much damage the AO, the AO is doing so much damage but it's getting countered by the Kiriko and the Lucio heals and shit and one big counter to a mantra honestly is Ana but you can't play Ana because Kiriko exists so it's it's very hard to like uh, balance that and I do agree with you that Kiriko is a problem too and like they're saying here adding a cap to his ult for 20 seconds is perfect because dude it is a slugfest and. This is the one problem I have with Overwatch League metas in the past where it was Brawl, but it was like Reaper May and no one dies. And that's what's going to happen. This keeps going. Fuck. Yeah. Like, watching that shit is boring. I'm actually fucking casting that shit. I'm like, I can't wait for the Reaper to use Wraith and then maybe they can... Oh, wait, no. May Ice Block? Oh, May Wall? Oh, don't worry. Imagine if we started May the 2023 Kiriko. season with that meta. Dude. May um, Reaper or would just like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it would. I'd be like, can I go to the desk? Because then I don't have to say anything for 40 minutes because this game is going to last 40 minutes. <laughs> we just like, get just, to talk about it afterwards and we out. don't even have to out. talk about the yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. You, don't have to, you literally don't have to sit through it talking about the game. Like, yeah, it's um, it's silly. But uh, it, this is another really fucking props to the devs of being like, oh shit, actually, this is a problem. Like, and almost instantly coming out with something saying, we're going to cap that shit. It's done. Do you, do you think 20 seconds is too long? I, I would almost rather have it be more deadly and even shorter. Like it could have a, like a thing where the closer people are, but yeah. the problem, it doesn't do enough damage that it instantly kills everyone. The problem is just the duration and the like longevity of the burn. That it's like, oh, once you've used your defensive cooldowns, everyone just starts to fucking die. And it's like just really strong and unique scenarios. Um, yeah, I mean, how long does it compare to like other ultimates if you if you go down that route? So like Echo Ult, I don't know exactly how 20 long. Seconds eight, very, 20 seconds is very, 20 seconds is pretty long when you compare yeah. it to compared most. Like, compared to like Soundbearer, Dragonblade is like eight seconds. It's like, like I, don't, I can't like think of like 10. very many ults that last, like most Mercy? ults are pretty much their Balky, impact maybe? is felt within 50. Mercy yeah, but even still, long. but that's very different, right? Because she's not getting like, she's obviously gaining impact, but it's not like. The impact felt that she can control is just it's it's just not the same. Like no other ult generally, I feel like it's almost always done within like the 15 second to 12 second mark. Like in terms yeah. of like all the impact is felt yeah. like by that point. Like 20 seconds is pretty long. I, I personally I'm glad they're changing this. I just think from the beginning this was a really 
poor old design choice because it's inherently based on like you do not have the only active part of you is your positioning and everything else is just it's just a giant field like yeah. you're not having to aim anything you're not having to like actively participate with your it's not even like it's really just you walking around right there's obviously positioning setting it up in a way but but i i feel like this is just unfortunate that this is they they chose like a huge aoe barrier mode ult because like this is going to be a really hard ult to balance because yeah. it's either going to be awful or yeah. it's going to be oppressive yes. and mean, it's really tough to get in between the, the problem with with overwatch as well the way the game modes work i mean whether it's payload or control as well you sort of have this newton's law dilemma when it comes to the with the ultimates in overwatch hang on let me get there because i see your skepticism okay <laughs> but say you have like a really short ultimate but it's very powerful. Like, I, I, I can't come up with something right now. But like a four-second ultimate, that's really powerful for four seconds. You can't really take that and, like, extend it, but make it weaker. So, like, oh, we'll have a weaker ultimate that is 20 seconds long. And it'll be as balanced as a shorter ultimate that is more powerful. Because, like, 20 seconds is so long when it comes to um, impacting, like, the game modes. It's like... 20 seconds of just being stronger on a control point is like forever. It's like if you have a statistical advantage because you activated your ult on the point for 20 seconds, pros are going to be so efficient. or Not even pros, just like grandmaster players, top 500 players. They're going to be so good at extracting that extra value for 20 seconds that that is going to be a major advantage when it comes to these time-based uh, game modes, right? And so... I feel like you sort of have to set like a duration cap just to not make it obnoxious to play um, some of these heroes or like playing against some of these heroes. Like imagine if you had like an Orisa Bongo that was like 20 seconds long. You'd be like, we don't want to fight a Bongo that lasts 20 seconds and they're just going to have like a damage boost, you know, you know, increase for 20 seconds. That's absurd. So yeah, I do think there should be a cap on some of these transformation abilities um, because otherwise like the game will just get like super imbalanced as a result of it yeah see i got I, there costa i got yeah there. no you, you got there you, you 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 made a good point you made a good point and and i like i agree like i it's just length is just such a difficult thing to like mess with as you said like 20 seconds just it just feels too long and that's sort of why i brought it up to begin with because like it's still gonna create these like weird impasses like i think they'd be better off doing something like the 10 to 12 second range and just if it's a problem that it just becomes useless like Give it something more because of as of our said right like it doesn't even need to just do more damage just give it something that will like make it interesting fuck it make him trindamir and make him unkillable <laughs> during the ray thing so he oh can just like God. run in at one health and it's like a risk to reward of like you have to time your aggression and like or like and maybe you can't be healed during that duration or something like i don't know just like make it so that you have to use your brain a little bit more rather than just like and just sort of like standing in the opposition because as soon as you end up in a mirror matchup as well which is where we are it just it's so boring like straight up never yeah. ending very unfortunate ending. design choice for i think um but they're they can definitely make it way less oppressive than it like i i think they've they've identified a lot of key problems with them it's just now we're we're the the problem is it's always better to have a system where it's like well we have more ways to tune this where it doesn't feel like it's going to swing on either direction so far but now they've locked themselves into a system where it's going to be such a tightrope to balance as well
unless they just rework them. Which, but also the other thing, they could just rework them technically. Um, but you like, just rework the single ult. Yeah, I don't think. That's... Yeah, it's just like it's mostly just the ult. Like I just, yeah. I just feel like this ult is a very unfortunate. It's kind of like how Arisa Bongo was, right? Arisa Bongo yeah. was like, you had realistically, there was very little player control in terms of how effective it was, and also very little, like, um, I, I very little, like, negative of consequences generally, unless you literally just inted the Bongo and threw it out in front of everyone to shoot. You could just put it anywhere and you had unre unreasonable amounts of impact with that ult, you know? So that that's one of those things where I want in general for most games like this like a shooter game that also has like these moba characteristics you want it to have a little bit more player input into how its impact is felt versus just like you get universal value what, you, Alas, though, what is the I most think... annoying ultimate killjoy ult or or risa bongo Oof. well killjoy ult is like exceptionally <laughs> strong right now but like the thing is, is that it's still the act of getting it is like the impact of it is not the same because like you can build an ult multiple times around you can't really build a killjoy ult generally multiple rounds for round of valorant you know like it's not gonna happen so you only have to it's not really with twice per game or twice per uh, yeah but even still round. like that there's there, that's like far the impact that you feel it like in my opinion it's like that's still far less options in terms of like you don't feel it as often as All you right. in overwatch like overwatch you could have a terrible ult get popped like three times in the span of a minute and a half or something yeah. if you're crazy if something's going like crazy if you're the best no. race in the world yeah but all right Dude, yeah. sorry I, about that Josh, go on one, no i was gonna say one kind of counterpoint to that i guess it's not like a super counterpoint but i will say i think it wouldn't actually be too much of an issue if anna was meta or if anna could mm. be played yeah because the reason why anna can't be played right now is because kiriko exists literally just exists and kiriko existing just nullifies anna almost completely because of suzu and because you can anti-nade, uh, and then you get Suzu, you get sleep, you get Suzu. If Ana was meta, and K pretend Kiriko didn't exist, Ana 100% will be meta in these comps, because you can sleep the ram. As soon as he puts up and the fucking And you can anti-heal him, so he can't you get can, up. You right? can anti-heal the fucking ram, and as soon as he puts up those blocking fists, you can fucking sleep the motherfucker. And I think that wouldn't actually be a problem. I think the 20 seconds would actually be kind of balanced, because it would make sure... The Romancho wouldn't want to sit there and block all the time, because Ana's just going to go... Boop, and then your whole team's going to run away. And in general, people are going to get better at kiting this ultimate too. I think Romantra has been out for a, a fairly decent amount of time now, of course, since the start of season two. But still not to the point, I don't think, where players are fully like min-maxing like you were saying, John. I think if you took Kiriko out of the equation, I think this wouldn't really be as much of a discussion topic. Um, just the infinite, yes, the infinite ult is insane. It's, it's silly. But like the 22nd ult, I actually think it's... I think that would actually be in a good spot because you are trying to counter the Ana who's also trying to counter you. And it gives, again, another fucking Overwatch moment where I can go into the spawn room and hit the H key and change hero to a fucking hero that's good against X hero, you know, uh, Romantra in this case. And I like, I want to bring, like, Jack's point is like super important when we're having this discussion about Romantra because in the last you know, three months or like four months since Overwatch 2 has been out and Kiriko has existed, we were mad about Roadhog because Roadhog became invulnerable because his kit was uncounterable because Kiriko existed. Arissa was a problem because she has infinite cooldowns and if she ever did actually get in trouble, Kiriko exists and she can use Suzu. Now we're going into Ramatra. Ramatra, all of his weaknesses are put are like fixed by Kiriko. So three different tanks have had issues because their kit becomes too oppressive when you have Suzu. So we've had to nerf those tanks. The common element of all of those is Suzu on Kiriko and her ability to just undo any mistakes or any issues that a hero has. So 
they need to take a really hard look at Suzu because I don't think this is going to change in the long term because as long as these stagnant heroes have a character like Kiriko who can just permanently pocket them, it will continue to exist and dive won't be as prominent. I want to add something in if anybody's got something to say, I'm sorry, but this is a trend. I think with patches, this is like slightly worrying. They've already talked about like the patch frequency and stuff like that. And they fixed the hot fix. They fixed the hot fix issue, which means they couldn't hot fix. So they've done that now. So now they can hot fix. So that's good, obviously. But the frequency of the patches obviously is, is going to be increased compared to like Overwatch 1. Who's fucking surprised, but it's obviously a good thing. The issue is the patch direction with certain things too. The recent patch that we've had, I think was pretty decent overall, I'd say. Like the hog one, I'm like, okay, this is actually pretty good. I tweeted out like, okay, this patch is not bad. Um, people took that as I was praising the patch and saying it was the best thing that happened to Overwatch was it since fucking Overwatch uh, 2016. Exactly, right? And uh, dude, the amount of people that missed it, reading comprehension on Twitter is just fucking ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> I, I say some shit about ranked, about you being fucking garbage at the game, which we'll get onto a bit later with the new uh, matchmaking post. And people are like, you don't want the LSR system back. Didn't say that, by the way. I said, you, you can get the seven Twitter meme? It's like, garbage. you can write, I like pancakes, and someone on Twitter can be like, so you hate waffles? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. It's exactly like that. But like, my okay, my original point was, the, the patch you can see is fucking fantastic, but the things that they are aiming, the nerfs or the balance or the changes to have been kind of meh. The main problem, I think, that over the last few months has been Mercy, right? And has been Kiriko. There are fucking problems with those supports that need to be fixed. They they didn't fix Kiriko. They just nerfed her healing output, which is good overall, I think, because the healing output is still really good. But they didn't touch Suzu. And then they didn't touch Mercy at all. Although they did say or like tangentially mention they're going to look at Mercy soon, TM. So um, Which is great. But I, I'm just worried that the targets that they're currently firing at in terms of nerfs are just misguided because they look at the hero that's broken and it they're not broken. It's the other heroes that enable them that need to be sorted. Yeah, so we, we had this conversation on the podcast last week and I said essentially that I almost felt like looking at last week's patch notes that they, they promised a Roadhog change in January. And so they pushed this, this update out in January to fix Hog. But it was like, there are still f things missing like from this balance uh, patch or whatever that just makes sense. And so I think going into the next season, it is likely that we'll actually see quite a lot of changes that could have made it into last week's patch, but it wasn't quite ready. They just had to get the roadhog changes out in order to not like bait their community, um, you know, promising something and not, then not coming in clutch for it. So um, that's how I felt. It was a bit absurd that some changes weren't in that patch itself. Uh, I think that's a reasonable point because that's when the big patches come through, right? They're going to have one of the big... Yeah, the it makes the sense. The biggest patches then, at the start of the season, yeah. Exactly. So it does make sense. But like, I'd be worried right now. I'm like, okay, they better target the shit that's OP right now uh, yeah. for season three, which happens when? In like a week or something? Like, I don't know when the season ends. I think it's in like seven days. It's coming soon. Yeah, we'll see. Um, now... This morning, um, I did some research, actually, you know, when I when I organized the Plat Chat uh, episode the day before, you know, I browsed Twitter, looking back, like what happened in the week, you know, what's going to be happening uh, later this week, you know, browsing competitive Overwatch, what happened, like, you know, in the post on Reddit, and maybe I can extract some value from that. So I did stumble upon, uh, you know, as you do when you're on Reddit, you browse a little bit, you check the comments and whatnot. And I did stumble upon uh, the SVB post where he said he's talking to the developers. And I looked at the comments and all the comments on that Reddit post 
uh, were, uh, oh my god, I, I hate the SVB podcast because they, they just invite streamers and they're super negative about the game and they hate the game and like, oh, they just circle jerk about how much the game is awful and ranked rank making they sucks. Seen the balance changes sucks. That is the joke, Jaws. That is the joke <laughs> that I'm like, I read those comments and it was like, me get uh, us getting away with a crime because the last we're, month we're not we're absolutely it is not compared no okay we have also been slammed for that what was our episode two weeks ago that was a fucking bad episode that Just was, you were so so dumb. was i on that yeah, I don't no, think I was on that episode. You, you were. I'm pretty because that it was, was the, the whole day, like, weeks ago. These, like the league might die, you yeah. know. Yeah, it was just a, No, I wasn't on that episode. Yeah, it was a negative Nancy. Oh, but it is true. I think we are like the Overwatch community as a whole. And I'm not talking about like the community and the Redditors. I'm talking about content creators, us and that kind of stuff. Like we've been here for a while. Yes, we're jaded, but like absolutely we do not do a good job of selling this fucking game because all <laughs> anyone ever does on Twitter, <laughs> on podcasts, on Reddit, on Twitch streams is just complain yeah. about how shit this game is. And then we're like, why does everybody hate our game? Pikachu face, yeah. right? So I, I agree. Like, I think everyone is a little guilty of it, us included. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't so, think we're the same scale, personally. I don't think we're the same. <laughs> I, I, I will die on that hill. I don't think it's the same scale because in here, I just find our generally our methods are for a little bit more. I don't we're, know. I, I think we're more reasoned. We are more still. reasoned. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yes, we're less sorry. emotional. We are the reasoned criti criticizers. Listen, of, did I just drop that we're like we're the thinking man's we're podcast? Thinking Perhaps man's I podcast. did, but like I, <laughs> I, I mean, like the thing is, I just inherently hold it to be true because I don't. Most streamers are, they're great at entertaining and they're terrible mm. at like creating coherent information. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, I feel like, you know, we're pretty level headed and we argue both sides of the take or whatever. But anyway, it felt like we were getting away with murder as I read all the criticism about the CB's <laughs> podcast. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed being on with that. But anyway, so I wanted to take I that. Podcast. I wanted to take that, you know, negativity and let's be the positive podcast. So, um, I apologize for the frazzled kind of hosting to start this episode, but I want to go back to uh, the uh, Battle for Olympus and the other events here and actually, you know, get your guys' take on um, that event. We know that it wasn't satisfactory, but they did write some pretty positive things here, like reflecting on the, uh, the feedback. So based on your feedback, uh, we plan to make a team deathmatch version because people complained that you could only play it solo. You couldn't play with friends, for example. Um, Mistakenly did not include environmental kills. Um, and then they, there was also feedback about the Winter Wonderland, the Lunar New Year events. So they were like, well, there's tons of new players coming into Overwatch 2. It's free to play now. So these people get to experience these events for the first time. But then they were like, well, we understand that the core community, the veterans of Overwatch, uh, they're not really excited because it's the same old events that they played in Overwatch 1. So they're like, and it's the same with the skins. Like the skins, like if you played Overwatch for the past five years, participated in these events you probably have the skin already um so you know they're working on rewards for future events that no one has and introduce new skins in that regard so that, that's a positive right you know they listen to our feedback we're getting new unique events they listen they heard our feedback we're getting new skins it's Johnny, all, shut it's up. All okay, no, me, right? no, Johnny, shut up. Okay, I'm coming in with my negative Nancy because oh, that's what on, we do in Overwatch podcast because that's what we need to do. Here's my thing. It is super awesome that we're getting a lot more communication from Blizzard. Like we're getting, we're getting, uh, you know, foreign posts after foreign posts. We're getting great insight into what they're doing, what their plans are. My biggest frustration still to this day with Overwatch 2 is we have not seen the execution happen almost across the board yet. 
Like, it, yes, they're like, oh, we want to do better events. We knew that coming into Overwatch 2. This was a good step in the right direction, but as they're saying, like, it wasn't executed perfectly. Hero Balance hasn't been executed perfectly. There are so many things, you know, the ranked has not been executed perfectly, and they're talking about how they're taking feedback and iterating on it. I'm at the point where I'm like, I just want to see you do it, right? And I want to see them just, like, execute on the things that they're promising. So... Everything in these blog posts, like especially this one, it's all solid stuff. It's the right stuff that we want. It's that they it's good that they recognize it, but I just want to see them do it. And I want to see them like actually pull off some of the things that they're promising right now. A small positive point in here, by the way, Johnny, you, Josh. you just missed Thank it. You. <laughs> it's they they want to do a team deathmap version, right? But it also says enable the mode in custom games when the next time's run, which I think is fucking sick. Yeah. I the, it's actually when I was like randomly playing on stream the other day. I was thinking like, man, it'd be kind of cool if I could just have my chat in the same game, like group, because like that's, especially these limited time events, you just want to fucking play with your friends. It ain't fucking ranked, you know, like you just want to jump in and just uh, have a vibe. And like, I think having them in custom games is actually pretty fucking sick, um, especially Battle for Olympus. I don't know, that game mode, I, I do agree with Scott, like I would do want to see execution on those things, but I would say Olympus has definitely been, um, uh, for, for like limited time events at least, just it kind of blew me out of the water in the way that, oh, this is actually fucking different. Like, it's, sure, it's on the same maps and shit like that, but I'm like, oh, damn, like, these are kind of cool abilities. Like, Farah goes fucking crazy, fires three rockets at once when she gets her ult. Like, it was it was actually super fun, played for a limited time. Um, maybe they do need to change CTF. CTF kind of blows. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it, it does suck. But um, them actually saying that they're going to do this shit is different from them executing, but I think these very small changes, too, are also um, exceptional. I don't think Blizzard gets praised enough for that. Um, in like adding them to custom games and they're listening i do agree with scott though but i liked it it was a good mode cool cosmetics too i just want to see some cooler events mostly so yeah. that's mainly like i mean I, yeah i just want to see like really i mean i understand probably why it's like they probably have a lot of dev time going towards the pve section and like dedicated for that sort of stuff but like I don't know. I mean, I just want to see, like, I, I like, I think the Battle of Olympus is a great little event, fun little thing, not a lot going on. I just want to see, like, what's, like, new. Like, what's, like, what are the next steps? Like, I'm, I'm glad they unle unveiled a new original event. So, like, what's the next iteration? Even if they do Battle for Olympus again, can we expand the scale of it? Like, like let, let, let's see. Like, I, I think that's mostly what I want to see is just continuing to see, hopefully, new events that have larger scales or are just more well implemented. So, yeah, I, I mean, think it'd be. Cool. Sorry, just uh, real quick. If they did Battle for Olympus, like they can do it again. Just do a completely yeah. new roster. Add new, add a completely different set of skins. Make more DPS heroes. Make more support heroes. Yeah, Learn from your mistakes. Yeah, I'm in. The reason a lot of people didn't enjoy it is because like six of the eight heroes were tanks, right? Like, and it wasn't fun to play. But you give all these DPS characters some fun custom like things. I think people will have fun. Hundred percent. Yeah. And I think I think one of the things that people didn't really think about, or I don't want to say take for granted, but it was a seasonal event. Like it the, was, cust yeah. the, the, the custom arcade mode, it was catered to that season's battle pass. So you played with the skins that were either in the shop or the battle pass. I'm not going to say they're all in the battle pass because, you know, you probably had to pay up some money to get some of those skins. But that, that gives me some kind of like hope for the future as well, because going into season three, um, I, don't, I don't, can't recall if they've announced exactly what like the type of skins will be for that event. Um, no or like season four, like... You can have like seasonal events where you can earn some of these titles and you can play with these seasonal skins and i think that's a great thing because like you change up the spice of the game it's like hey this season we're 
unveiling these skins and like you can play these characters and like we'll have a specific seasonal event for that just to change up the pace of overwatch and the feel of overwatch the main menu i love the way they track the eliminations on like social media and stuff and had like a competing yeah. leaderboard it's like that's unique great content that like makes the game feel alive it's like oh we as a player base we're playing in this mode and they're keeping track and like showing the stats of like this is what the player base did it's like you're participating in something that is like game wide so that was awesome it's just like if you can continue doing that reiterate on the game modes like improve it to make it feel better like playing with friends and whatnot seasonal events like that are awesome so just happiness positivity all around overwatch is awesome i love this game i love i love <laughs> johnny, all my players overdoing it overdoing uh, it johnny if there is one f fucking thing I, there is one fucking thing in this, <laughs> this, this i grinded that fucking zeus player title all right i did i went through with it i promised i would and i grinded the fucking title okay now the, regarding the comment that specifically we do not expect players would pursue all hero titles during the event okay i get that there are a certain number of people i'd say the one percent okay if we are typically the one percent who are like really high mmr the one percent who collect every fucking collectible in the game okay these people got upset because they wanted all player titles i swear to fucking god after i grinded through all those fucking final blows in this battle for olympus event if they find a way to unlock this title without playing the game mode buying it in a <laughs> store some rerun next year with the same title if they give this title out any other time for some cheaper way to get it or just some rudimentary thing just so people can collect all the titles i'm gonna feel so cheated because i thought this would be my only chance to get this title ever i thought it'd be special i thought it'd be mine forever and no one else could get it and if they start unlocking these titles again because people complain i'll be so personally offended and upset about that i don't don't do that I, to me no no i no i completely agree with johnny like this I is something agree, that is yeah. super important with this new model is there, I understand there are people who are like collectors and they want to have absolutely fucking everything in the game, but that's just not, this isn't an achievement game and stuff like that. It's, it should be something, there are limited times to achieve these titles. If they do Battle for Olympus again, there should be different titles because that incentivizes people to play right then and there rather than, oh, I'll just get it later. And I think that's, that should be true with Battle Pass, like Mythic skins. I don't think you should ever be able to get a Battle Pass Mythic skin if you didn't get it in during the Battle Pass because that gives you reason to do it at the moment. I understand that's like gatekeeping, but that's just how I think it should work because if you give everyone everything, you know, I've said this before, you could give everyone everything all the time, you know, whenever you want it, then nothing is cool and unique and it is not worth working for anything. That's I play a lot every of every other game does, by the way. Yes. Every other game has every other game. time cosmetics. Every other fucking game. I try to reiterate that. Every other game does this. Why does Overwatch have to be different and like fucking reward people for everything? I Oh, like, we're gonna rant. Fucking, we're gonna rant. 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 And I can't get them. Also, Grandmaster, Grand Marshal title. That's Johnny, you're speaking to right there. Uh, Black Quillarian Battle Tank. Yep, can't get that fucking thing anymore. You know what I mean? Like, the shit needs Dude, to be special. If people think of Mimi. WoW is the perfect example. The most revered items, the most wanted, sought after, and respected things, if you're, like, uh, you know, a deluxe farming simulator, you know, fan, <laughs> which is World of Warcraft. You're just farming titles, mounts, and just wasting your time in this game. The most yeah. sought after collectibles 
are the ones that you can only acquire for a limited amount of time or like that you can't yeah. get anymore and that player can flex it's like oh i played this game in Star 2005 Lord. and i still play it i'm such a wow nerd it's like oh yeah. but that's fucking cool like you were around that time you got the original thing and like no one else can get it anymore the thing that people can just like go farm whenever they want and it's just like luck oriented and they can just go kill some boss that's like relevant 10 years later it's like no one gives a shit about that and i think like it's a good example for like these unique rewards that are like limited time only it adds flavor to the game and it adds some kind of like you know personal attachment to what you've earned and what you've been rewarded with knowing that it's not going to be accessed later on so yeah i I, sure. I think it's i think it's a really good thing i really do think it's a good thing and i hope they don't go back on this and just well people complain that they couldn't get all the titles well fuck them you know, you can't have everything. Should have played the game when it mattered. Should have played the right? game. You should have yeah. grinded more, pounded more energy drinks, stayed up if 18 hours a day, calling from work, if PTO. You see the item, you want to be like, that's cool. You know, if I see a fucking Scarab Lord in the fucking wild, you know what I mean? I think the first one I ever saw was in Duskwood. I don't know why I remember that, but I was like, holy shit, he's got <laughs> a back wire in that tank. Yeah, I know. Dude, I've got this weird memory where I like, I don't know, bro. Anyway, I, I was like, holy shit, that's fucking sick. Screenshot. And, you know, he had the fucking Scarabble title, was uh, was riding the Black Corlarian battle tank as well. I was like, holy fuck, that's cool. And that's from 2005. Like, you can't get that shit anymore. Or like Corrupted Ashbring. I'm, I'm using a lot of WoW references. Maybe there's not a lot of WoW people uh, in the audience, but yeah. They're rare items. Time shit exclusive. Cool, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's cool. If you can get the mythic skins again, I'm gonna be like, oh fucking great. Yeah, fucking yeah. sick. It's yeah. like, why would I finish a battle pass ever if I know I can if get? If I can just fucking get it again, yeah. yeah. There's no, yeah. and that's the titles at the end of the battle pass too, right? Where it's like, oh shit, you grinded like holy fuck, you grinded a lot this season. God damn, you got the whatever title. Like they should not be released ever again. Like also, and it's a fucking cosmetic. Who gives a shit? Like, it's a Jack, fucking cosmetic, no yelling. it doesn't Jack, matter. Jack, 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 okay. it's okay. Keep it in there? All right, yeah. okay. But the, I think Does the most important thing is it's all relevant of, it comes back full circle of, just play the game. That's all that they want, and that's all that they, they should be providing these things. They just want you yeah. to play the game. If you don't want to play the game, but you want the cosmetic, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, also, we kind of missed this point that was actually kind of nice, is that also they said they're exploring options that, uh, in the beginning of the article, or in the beginning of the... Um, they're pretty much saying like how they want like to show that if you invested your time to the game, it'll it'll be shown that you can like maybe in particular heroes like the more you grind, the more you can earn things to show that you put a lot of time to a hero That's or cool, certain dude. time to a thing, which I think is great because I do think people should be rewarded for investing their time into the game. So sort of like the battle pass, right? Like if you grind the battle pass, you should get the skin. I think it's I think it's great if they offer more and more options to especially if you can like you know because I imagine they'll have a similar system for their PVE visually display like oh I've played like ten thousand hours of fucking Torbjorn I have the legendary Torb cockhammer or something you know like <laughs> like I have I have this like I think something like that or like specific titles like that is good I think that's those are good things to incentivize people to like play and to like do things like that's another great option moving forward where I'm, I'm glad they're invested in like also giving people rewards for playing and investing their time into things like that you should be rewarded for participating you should not necessarily get everything though being not able to buy old legendary skins with the credits and reducing those shop prices is also still good it's nice so even though it's not technically the premium currency but like that's not required yeah, uh, we didn't really discuss it that much, but I guess this is what you're kind of talking yes. about as well. Um, reintroducing yes. the credits. So they got the 1500 legacy credits. You can now actually earn them for free 
in the battle pass you don't have to buy the battle pass and you get 1500 credits that uh you can unlock one skin for so you know one of these witch mercy cool. service brass torbjorn uh these cost 1500 i guess i'm assuming i'm not reading i'm just guessing uh, they are. Oh, actually, I didn't see that. Again. 500 credits is premium rewards spread throughout. So you're going to get... So if the... That's actually... I didn't realize that they were putting premium bread, uh, yes. uh, credits into the battle pass. But you're mostly the getting the 1,500 credits. credits. No, no, it's but the there's 500... No, I think premium no, rewards it's, means it's you can only get 500 legacy. if you actually buy the battle pass. So that would be yes. like a reward for if you bought the battle pass, whereas oh, 1,500 yeah, is for free. Is the free oh, one. and you'll get yes. another 500 for the... Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. disappointing. I was wondering if they were going to give you 50% of your battle pass. if you No, that's, no, that's no. not, no. Oh, it's okay. credit. Now I'm sad. Yeah. Um, but it's it's okay. It's a step in the right direction. I think, I think we can all agree. Overwatch 1 stuff yeah. should... No one should have to pay $20 for an Overwatch 1 skin that we everyone was given for free if you played an Overwatch 1. It's a great way. You know, they've been putting it in the drop system on Twitch. They've been giving it. Like, that's a great way to promote and get people to play the game. It's just, like, give them these old skins that aren't as relevant anymore and then just put the new shit in the shop. Hmm. Uh, also, something at the very bottom that I thought was oh. kind of interesting. <laughs> the on-fire system is coming back. And here's the thing. I don't understand it like just straight up i have never cared about the on fire system the only time i think it's ever been relevant in my games is when you finish one team fight and says all, all cool people on fire and yeah, there's like exactly. five people on fire That's or something like that and relevant. it's like and, and it's, just, it's just a meme but like when it went away i could not believe how upset some people were and it's a fine system having the game. I don't care about it, but I don't care if it's in the game. And that's how Blizzard should feel about it. So I don't it's think cool there's anything they... wrong with it. Yeah, right? there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. it. Just bring it back and I'm glad that they are. I hope they also, because it's tacked onto the post right under that, you see, it's like, while still in the early stages, we have begun design work on a hero-based progression system that would showcase the energy players put on. Yeah. I think it would be cool. I want them to add more visual elements. If the, if the goal of the game is microtransactions, like, you need more visual elements. Like, you do need that. So, like, wouldn't it be cool if, like, the on-fire system is, like, you physically are, like, on fire or something? <laughs> like, you know, like, something to, to physically denote, like, oh, you're popping the fuck off. Like, hell, they could even just steal from other games and have, like, an, have an announcer voice being, like, on fire, you know? Like, some shit like that, you well, know? Like, Halo I don't really yeah. care. What if you do, like, a Radiantite uh, system from Valorant where you put Radiantite in the battle pass and therefore people get that and they can use that to upgrade things within their character? Yeah. Or, like, that you have to 100%. unlock so if like you, I, I think that's fine yeah, too. That, I yeah. think that's totally fine. It's just the, the goal is it's pretty much they just need more options visually and just in general to reward you for putting your time to the game. And, and they need to also think about their system. And it sounds like they are thinking about that when you think about their events and like how they're changing up the currency. And then also as the we continue to move forward and grow segment, it's just it needs to be continually because it's been an ongoing thing of like there needs to be more rewards for playing the game and investing time and money into the game. Like you need to be, and it, that includes on the ranked ladder, right? Or doing this ladders of like these community events, like you should be rewarded. Like maybe you need currency from like doing well and competitive to unlock certain progression tiers, right? Like theoretically for certain things, like kind of like the PVP stuff in WoW, where like you can only unlock certain things with PVP points. So like, you know, there's a lot of systems that they haven't explored at all, that there's a lot of room to explore. All right. This is where Debbie Downer Johnny comes in here. Okay. It's been over seven years. All right. We still don't have an alternative to Golden Guns, all right? I, I, yeah. I'm not holding out. Yeah, that's out what I'm saying. For... That, that's the whole Ooh. point of my rant. That was the yeah. whole point of what I was saying. Yeah. They need, it's like, so... you should be able to, like, get certain gear or certain titles or certain things like that based off, like, Absolutely. PvP points, you know? Like, your matchmaking points. I'm just I... not, like, optimistic yeah, about hate... in the near future. I'm just like, yeah. 
I a hate years. that system so fucking much. I made like I did a twenty minute fucking rant, which I could do since ten minute video on uh, on my fucking YouTube the other day about competitive points and like they need some sort of fucking system to incentivize like yeah maybe I was literally just thinking upgrading your fucking golden gun have fucking diamond studs on it baby black ops 2 diamond camo like fucking import that into the game just Bro. anything to use those points to make it seem cooler make it look oh you've played fucking seven thousand hours of reinhardt you're, you're fucking cloudy oh great you get a diamond encrusted hammer like just no, something like that to spend uh competitive points on i think the biggest pain point for a lot of people would be that they would be frustrated about how hard it is to achieve and that's i think that's a that's something that we need to like I want to say beat out of, but that seems very aggressive of like, we need to sort of just sort of like accept that things are supposed to be hard to get. And that's what make them awesome. Right. And like, not everyone's going to get them. Yeah. Like you're not going to be able to have the time to put in to get the diamond encrusted hammer, but that's what makes it cool is that it's really, 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 really hard to get. You're like, Whoa, that's not um i i like i used to be a pacifist a video game pacifist where i was like you know what i don't want any skins in my fucking game i want to be able to see the game clear as day i want everything to be nice and tidy that's not and what pacifist is but i'm gonna allow it no yeah no I, it's, it's, it's gaming pacifist right now and so i was just sort of like i want it all to be clean and then as time has gone on of like i'm like i want to be able to see what each champion looks like super easy or hero looks like super easily but at this point that's not how video game works. games work anymore. And it's incredibly lucrative and successful. At this point, put all the glowy effects into Overwatch. At this point, give them ridiculous skins. At this point, make it hard to work out which character's running you down. Not because, <laughs> you know, I like I want all that stuff, just because it's so successful. And it like people love that shit. Even I love that shit when I'm doing it. So I think they just need to go down that avenue and just start adding more shit. Because that would get people, you know, and if they made more money on that kind of stuff, it would incentivize them to pay, potentially take stuff out of like, they don't need to put it all in the battle pass and stuff like that. All right, nice. I think we wrapped up that, that season two blog. That was a fun conversation, yeah. So, feels, feels good, man. It feels promising for the future seasons. Uh, let's get into the, uh, the matchmaking blog then. Joel, stop laughing. Jesus Christ. Uh, I love this blog, bro. You love this blog. I, I will say this. Go, I'm about to go sicko mode on these fools. Go sicko mode. I will say this. I'm, 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 I, I don't really know how you're going to go sicko mode because I opened this blog and I was like, this is good. I don't really down have to the &A. any comments. Down to the &A. All right. So, I'll, you know, I'll open it up a little bit. This TLDR section. I mean, the, 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 the Gen Z, uh, this is like the perfect kind of thing for the Gen Z audience. Just like love this off the bat, okay? You don't have to read this wall of text. You don't have to listen to a podcast to break down everything that goes on. You can read these four bullet points, walk away and kind of know, uh, get the idea um, of what's going on, okay? So um, they talk about tons of th things in this blog, but generally, you know, first of all, they're reducing the number of wins uh, between competitive updates from seven to five, just like Jaws wanted, so... There you go. And 20 to 15 losses. So they reduce, they're increasing uh, the frequency as you update your uh, rank. Um, they talked about um, the, uh, the, 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 the internal MMR is different from your visible SR. So sometimes you'll be in games and you'll be like, why is there like some, you know, silver person on my team? It's just like, well, actually they're not, they're, you know, internally they're sort of similar to your skill, even though visually they have a different logo to their name. And I don't know. Uh, why specifically that is um they talk about that they'll tighten up the range of matches so for example if before people complained like oh 
the, the, the match just so wide. Like, why is a plat uh, player playing with grandmasters, etc.? They're going to tighten that up to um, narrow down the amount of, you know, internal MMR difference between the teams. Um, another change that they're making going into the future is they're going to sort of match roles from the opposite team to make sure that on one team you can have a really great tank and then the other team will have a really bad tank they're actually going to try to mimic those internal mmrs to make sure that the tanks are properly matched against each other the damage players are properly matched against the other damage players etc to try to smoothen out like some of the big disparities so you can't just go into a game and be like well our tank is just like getting pounded in the tank matchup and that's why we're losing they're trying to even out the roles to minimize um, the kind of like discrepancy as you'll have um, in difference of skill there um and yeah so you know i don't is there anything else i'm missing here um yes. yeah i mean there's tons of things i'm missing here i know that there's but... tons of things in the q a that's worth yes. looking at that yeah. i think we can throw I, to jaws but... i want to get to the q a a bit later i just wanted to talk about what they specifically wrote about here first um but yeah, yeah they're, the they're, they're looking to work on uh, one-sided losses as well. They're starting to doing yep. work on one-sided matches as well. So they're investigating and they'll have more to talk about in a future blog um, as well when it comes to that. Um, the, top 500, top 500 uh, the top 500 yeah. bit. It's yeah, the top cool. 500 bit is really cool. Like, So essentially there's been a lot of complaints from, you know, primarily Overwatch League players and people in the top 10 of like, you're not, when you're in top 500, if you're not aware of how it works is, when you finish your rank up matches of seven wins right now, it's just like you've been promoted to top 500 and you're already <laughs> in top 500. So, and yeah. you like, you really just have to like go check out your profile. What number am I now? And then like, you're not seeing your number really go up and down very often, which at the highest rank, that's you want to be playing for every match. You, every win matters, every loss matters. You want to see where you're stacking up against people. So they said that they're going to make it so that if you're in top 500, you will see your rank change every single match, which is, Great for everybody. Um, I hope that they fix the border issue. Uh, I believe that they have of like the people who are getting higher ranks was based on the amount they played in Overwatch One. I believe that's a, that's fixed now. That's been that's fixed a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. My my uh, my worry about the changes to the matchmaking with the like even matches and stuff like that is obviously that's great if they can pull that off. Um, but we've seen it in the past where they've made these changes to make the game more balanced. And what that does inherently is raise the queue times. And then we end up in this like seesawing battle of like, everyone's like, oh, the games are so imbalanced. So let's like make it more balanced. But then queue times go up and they're like, oh, queue times are so long. This is going to kill the games. And then they like fix it again. We just go back and forth of them, like sort of turning the dial of the matchmaker to like more balanced matches or longer queue times. And they can't really work that out. So I'm worried that it might increase queue times, but if they can pull this off without increasing queue times, I'm, I'm down. It's obviously way better when you don't just have like a tank diff that is superseded by, you know, a DPS diff. Yeah. It's a cool idea though. I mean, it's something that they haven't really attempted to do in the past. I mean, I'm willing to let them experiment. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I think most of this blog is, I don't give a shit because it's the shit that's been debated for the dawn of matchmaking. Yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like, am I just a curmudgeon? Like, I don't know. I just see this shit and I'm like, it feels like it's just like teenagers that like haven't experienced the world that are like screeching about shit that's existed. What? No. Actually, the actual base coming out of nowhere. I mean, it's a base take. No, it is a base take. No, I just, I just like, I mean, like, I just can't be asked to care about a lot of it because like, 
matchmaking balance has been an issue for fucking 30 years. Like, it's, it's like, I just can't. I'm like, this shit has existed since Overwatch 1 in some way or capacity. You could definitely improve it. There's definitely ways, like, algorithmically. Do you think anyone on the Twitter forums or Battle.net has any concept of, like, Kat, you gotta get out of here. Has any concept oh, it's so of, like, cute though. she's just in the way. There's like, have any con like, are they out there tweaking the numbers? Like, oh, like, what if we move here to this room to like, okay, maybe we do a middle out compression. We all jerk the dicks fat. You know, it's like, I don't, it's like, I don't know. Like, I just like, I don't think very people mind, are, right? are equipped or have the internal knowledge to even like discuss this. And these topics have been talked to death. They're not new. I just like, I can't like, I don't know. It's hard for me to really, the only interesting parts of this are maybe revealing some internal systems that people have misconceptions are like, does my individual performance affect my ranking? And it's like, no, it doesn't. And they explain why. And I'm like, okay, like fair enough. Right. And some people are really upset about that. They're like, well, my individual performance should affect my ranking. Well, it's like, well, it's kind of like the stats argument overwatch. It's like, that's a really hard overwatch is such an insanely hard comparatively to like a game like Valorant where your stats, like getting kills in Valorant directly correlates to winning. Getting a bunch of eliminations in Overwatch doesn't necessarily correlate to winning in any capacity. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, I think that there's th things like that I'm really interested in. Things like, oh, we're going to try to put pairs of similar ELO people. That's an interesting topic because it's like, okay, we're going to try something that hasn't been done before. Like we are going to place tank pairs against each other at similar matchmaking ratings. Be like, and then they can examine that system based on that. Do matching similar tank pairs affect the outcome of the game system? What about support pairs? What about DPS pairs, right? There's so much data that can be gathered from that. But like the most of this is just like them being like, uh, yeah, you know, like sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. And I'm like, well, okay. Like I've seen this shit before. Like, okay. But the, the, the fucking, the biggest joke ever is that it needs to be said. Scroll down to the FAQ. It needs to be said. <laughs> let him cook. It needs to be fucking said because people are fucking stupid. The amount of people that, dude, and I'm not talking about the public here either. Okay. The amount of people, sane, <laughs> maybe cook. sane, maybe not sane people, and I'm talking about fucking content creators here that say, I have lost 10 games in a row. But then they don't talk about the fucking 10 games they won in a row because they lost 10 games in a row. And there's a very good fucking question here right at the very top. And I thought it was a Valorant joke. Genuinely. I tune into <laughs> Friend's stream when he's modding at Valorant. Oh, I'm in loser's queue. I'm like, ha, that's so funny, bro. I love that meme. I'm going to, you know, maybe Overwatch will take that meme. They had to fucking put it in the Q&A because people started believing it. The reason why you're getting very like long loss streaks or a few losses in a row is because when you win, guess what happens to your MMR? It goes up. Okay, then what happens? Oh, you play better opponents. Okay, cool. Maybe they shit on you. Oh, great. Okay, what happens to your MMR? It goes down. You maybe play the same opponents again. They fucking shit on you again, and it goes down again. Like, that's just how matchmaking works. It's it, it's like incredibly frustrating, especially seeing content creators like complain about the shit. And I'm like, you guys, you, you do not understand like basic fucking maths. Like, if you win a ton, your MMR is going to go up, so you're playing better opponents. You're probably going to lose a few up there because you're maybe not ready. Maybe you got lucky in a couple of games. And then to kind of pivot off a of vast point as well, stats almost being fuck all in Overwatch. A good example of that is healers, like supports. If you're getting shit on as a team, your supports are probably going to have more healing. And so, and a lot more deaths you... as well, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that is your healing output? Better than the enemy supports, probably, because you are perma-healing your tank because he's getting shit on. So does that make you a better support player because you have more healing than the other support? 
Mm, don't know. Probably not. Very hard to fucking put that all into an algorithm to determine if you are better than that person. What? And another one here is like long lost streaks, etc. Does my competitive rank affect matchmaking? No fucking shit, it does. Like the internal MMI obviously is not visible, right? So like if people are lower rated in your games, they probably have the similar MMR to you. And it's just crazy to me that people don't really understand these basic concepts. Honestly, you know what? Fair enough. If you haven't looked into that kind of stuff or it's not your cup of tea, great. Look at this FAQ and it will answer a lot of that stuff. Here's Another what you don't understand, Joss. Here Here's what you don't understand. Full, fuck it. Hang on, Johnny. Get me, let me get to this fucking point. Can we do a full rating reset? Did you play the alpha or beta? Nope. Yeah. Didn't fucking think so. Overwatch League players got hella bored after a few days because all they're playing against is Timmy's. And playing against Overwatch League players, guess what? It's not fun for the major like 99.9% of the player base. Getting spawn capped by fucking Kevster and Kai with a damage boosted Sojourn and a Widowmaker from Kai in Icon Boulder spawn room, not fun. Just saying it. Not it doesn't even fun. need to be Kai. It, like you would have GM players running GM through players. your games. Yeah, yeah everything. And fun. it would and that would be for three different roles as well, because they have to rank up all three different roles. The game yeah. the matchmaker would go to shit if you did a full matchmaker reset. We've discussed this to death going into Overwatch 2. It's just a bad idea. Like, and, and people who believe in it, like as Jack said, if you go and play a beta where like they sort of just take out matchmaking from it and they're they just like, dude, we just need to out. throw people into a lobby. Yeah. Those games are incredibly unfun. And that's why people who play the beta generally don't play it for very long because the games are so one-sided and imbalanced because yeah. there is no matchmaking. To be fair, it's a short versus long-term thing. I do yeah. think on that sure. one, there is at least merit to it because it's like eventually it would be fixed. And you would come to a more perfect matchmaking wait, wait, okay. solution. Uh, what is your eventually? Like, I'm going to say it would take yes. six months for it to No, fix that's, that's what like, I'm saying. It would take a yeah. really, really long time. Exactly. So it just, dep it just depends on, like, are you willing to be, like, the Michael, like, the what, the Michael Burry of, like, fucking matchmaking ELO and, like, wait for the 2008 housing bubble to collapse of ELO and just sit there and, like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. And then finally you cash in after playing, like, 80 fucking thousand games. And then, like, everything's ready so like i do think that like there is uh, obviously an argument to be made of like but i think that one at least has merit because there is an end goal that would make sense sure it just would cause so much pain in the meantime that like it probably doesn't make a lot of sense to implement it would also break again in like if you go super long term in four years people would complain that yeah exactly it, it, that's a, you right? either just have to you just have to do the purge every couple yeah. of years and like that could be their solution but that would be very interesting there's also uh, I, the hard stuck thing here as well. Why am I hard stuck at low rating? Does it reflect your skill? Win more, be better at the game. I, yeah. I tweeted that out yesterday. If you're not ranking up after seven wins, now five wins, whatever, which is also not an indication that I want to continue with this system. I would prefer if SR visible, SR was back. It makes a lot more sense, I think, for the general community to see exactly where they are. Why am I hard stuck at low rating? Or like a rating that say you're fucking masses. Your grandmaster can't reach up 100. Because you're fucking bad. Like you just need to get better. That's it. It's the system is not against you. You are just against yourself and your mind. There you go. There's the fucking deep <laughs> well, mind into it. Yeah. You know and I, I mean? think Jack, like, has, Jack has a point here. It's like the matchmaker's not out to get you, right? It's it's, it's not it's, it's not like they they you know we have uh, Aaron Keller sitting at his computer and it's like fuck that guy. I'm gonna keep yeah. him in bronze, right? Like they they don't care. Like it it's built to automate for everyone. And as Jack said, if you are stuck at this rank, then you are stuck at this rank. And it's actually something that they talked about in this blog post as well is they're actually going to, I believe they said they're going to remove the visual, uh, the visual SR like rank that you have. That decay that existed is not going to exist anymore. 
So therefore you are not going to derank like, you know, five ranks from where you're going into each season and then climb back up. And I think this is going to create a lot of frustration. Like, obviously I've heard both stories. I personally like it when it decays because I like going up and you will always have a trajectory to go up every season, right? But if they don't put in this, like just sort of visual decay onto your account, it's not, uh, it's not affecting your hidden MMR unless you take a long break. They talk about that in there as well is everyone's going to stagnate. Like you do not become a better player every season. Most players will not improve at the game. So if you think you were hard stuck before, you are hard stuck now. Like you are going to be stuck gold forever because that's just your rank. And unless you're actively trying to improve at the game, you're probably going to stay gold. And I'm curious to see over time if that creates frustration within the community that, hey, it doesn't feel like I'm anything's going up. I just, every season I'm the same rank and nothing changes and it's not fun for me. And I'm worried that that's going to happen. Um, but I, I can see both sides. I've seen people who are like, oh, I barely play the game. I just want to see what my rank is and not just be perpetually like dropped to a lower rank. Yeah, um, I, I mean, that, that is a point too, when it comes to the, the, the five wins or like, uh, why am I hard stuck at a lower rank? Does it affect my skill? When he talked about like, uh, we're just talking about his tweet that he posted that like after every five wins, like my rank's not updating, like something must be broken. It's like, I mean, that is just another consequence of this system that they've put in place where, you know, if, if you're forced to win five matches to get some kind of like reflection of your SR, that's like a lot of work. Like it's a lot of work to get those five wins. And so you expect some kind of like reward after going through that. It's like, here we go. John is going off again. <laughs> Christmas only happens once a year, okay? So when Christmas rolls around, you kind of want the fucking presents that you wish for. Because like this happens once a year. I got the presents. But if you leave Christmas and you're like, fuck, I got socks and I got a new key ring. And that was my Christmas. This sucked ass. I, it's going to be so long until next Christmas rolls around. Whereas... If you, if you got presents once a month, if we had Christmas every month instead, there'd be such a like reduced time between Christmases that you'd be like, well, I'm fine with January Christmas because, you know, February Christmas will come around and maybe I'll get a better present that time. Then it'll be March Christmas and maybe I get a better present that time. The fact that you have to wait so long between the rank updates, it's actually like forcing people to go through more work and like they expect uh, like a bigger reward for going through those loops and winning all these games. So you can make the argument sure that like, well, you shouldn't, first of all, like you said, like, you know, winning games doesn't mean that you, you need to get like a reward, you know, it's just rating, it's like how good you are at the game. And secondly, you shouldn't simply play just for like the reflection in your SR. But it's a real thing that like, people are competitive, like that's a real, lot of reason like why I play this game, for example, like, I am very competitive, I want to improve. And if I don't see improvement, I get frustrated with myself, like, why didn't I improve? Why didn't my skill go up? And like, why am I not getting better at this game? And so this delayed kind of like forced gratification of like seeing your SR goes up. I don't think it's just a psychologically like great system for the game overall. So that's just another criticism for this. As towards the loser's queue, you guys are just such yeah. morons. <laughs> you guys are such <laughs> morons. No, oh. I'm talking about you guys, Joss and oh, Custa. What the fuck? I'm talking about no, you guys. There's no way. I'm talking oh, about you guys. guys. Loses no, okay, let her have it. Let go. I can't believe. You that you fall for these lies by Activision Blizzard. There are more grand plans in place. The big government is lying to you, Joss and Costa. Oh no. 
the big what government the is lying to you. This, My eyes this are thing right here, they're deceiving you. It's all a great lie. They're abusing their players psychologically. They're implementing the loser's queue, but they're lying to you. They're not saying, there's no loser's queue, there's no loser's queue. Okay? There are no lose streaks or win streaks, okay? But actually there is, and they're abusing their player base to extract the most amount of money in the game shop. The most amount of playtime in the game itself. Uh, and you guys are falling victim to their lies and deception. Uh, that, doesn't even make, that doesn't even make sense. And also, I guess what? This would also be something cool. Like, you know, it's also like a cool system that they haven't really touched with ever that I think is like, when you think about systems, like what I like about these matchmaking posts is when they talk about new systems. Yeah. Because the matchmaking thing is like, this has existed for eons. Fucking chess has had ELO ratings. Like, and this game is carved wood, carved wood that people have been moving around for like a kajillion years. But I'm interested in hearing about new systems. So like the tank duo or like the support duo, like matching ELO, cool idea. It's like, oh, we're adjusting the five win, you know, we're adjusting the wins and losses ratio where you see your SR. Like, okay, great. Like, that's good. Like, want to hear about that. I want to hear about how you're doing that. Also, like the loser's queue, like someone I've always fucking wanted for Overwatch for the longest time just to test out low prio queue. I want a low prio queue. I do want not a loser's queue. I don't, you shouldn't be punished for losing. Losing's part of the game. Everyone loses. You should be punished for being a dickhead. So, like, if you're an <laughs> asshole, you should go into the low prio queue, which is what they do in Dota 2, where like this is where all the people that like say slurs and like are assholes to their teammates and they're like okay you want to do that now you're going to only work with other assholes and like you put them in there they did that, that in for a while too exactly and like it's amazing it's great like i would love for them to experiment with a low prio queue or like like lo losers and winners queues make no well winners queues kind of make sense but losers queues make no sense because inherently as a game not only you're balancing matchmaking needs but also if people lose too much they won't want to play anymore like a losers queue literally doesn't yeah. make any sense so like but like the point being is that like I, I like those are that's what I want to see from these posts. I want to see interesting system based, like here's what we're gonna try to do, here's what we're thinking about doing, here's like what's going on. I don't want to see them explain the concept of matchmaking. Like it they feels like do though. But they, they have to like just happen these, all these the aren't time. these aren't for us. Like they're yeah, like they're not they're, for us. People like and that's a, that's what Jack was trying to say, and Johnny is saying in a like a sarcastic version, is like people genuinely believe that like they're they are giving you big wins and big losses when that's yeah. just like factually incorrect like they, yeah you you're not going to remember the time you won seven games in a row but you better believe you're going to remember those times you once you lost seven games in a row or when you're on a losing streak a lot of people are like oh i'm on a crazy losing streak they might have gone like four and seven but you remember your losses more than you remember your wins in a you lot of ways as well. yeah and also when you start losing in general, you're going to play worse, especially when you think the matchmaker is against you. You're playing pissed off and you're going to play worse. You're going to blame other people. You're going to do that kind of stuff. Like there is no such thing as, as a loser's queue. And something that's relevant as well, loser's queue exists in Valorant, according to people. Loser's queue exists in League of Legends. Loser's queue exists in every multiplayer game ever. And the thing about it is matchmaker isn't perfect. It's always going to feel bad every single single multiplayer game that exists has issues with the matchmaker and none of them are perfect if anyone had perfected it people would be copying it but every like single multiplayer video game tech. has this issue of there are going to be one-sided matches the matchmaker is not going to be perfect you're going to go on win uh, win streaks you're going to go on lose streaks and it will continue to happen and nothing blizzard do is going to perfectly fix that they can mitigate some of those issues 
uh, with you know the things they're saying, but it's never going to be perfect. And I think if you're expecting one day to wake up, Blizzard's patched it, and you're like, the game is perfect, then you're living in a fantasy land. The game is always going to be imperfect. That's yeah, I mean, that is where Avast has the, the true base take, which it'll be That's like matchmaking saying. and ranked will never be perfect, so don't yeah. ever expect yeah. perfection out of the ranked system. What I'm saying, though, is... I think because of the transparency and because they actually answered some of the core questions and like core conspiracies of the ranked matchmaking system, because they actually addressed these issues, now we can fucking talk about the matchmaking system. Now we can but fucking they, we have discuss talked it. About this no, before. but I'm saying like, well, <laughs> well, like we'll surpass these issues. We don't ever have to fucking speculate. We about won't though. Because we won't. Not. No, we won't surpass these issues. Johnny, I guarantee you, give it like five months, another one of these articles is coming yeah. out. Guarantee you. Yeah, Five, six months. That, that's the thing. Every time, I, I, my eyes glaze over because I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk about matchmaking again for the fucking millionth time. I don't give a shit. Like, all I want to hear is cool systems. Like, holy fuck. I just don't. It's mind-numbing. It's a my. It's like, oh, today we're going to discuss entropy. Hey, you guys know that the fucking the universe is getting further apart from each other? It's like, yeah, bitch. Like, we're all dying. Like, I mean, what Like, what am I going to talk about anymore? Like, I, fuck, man. Like, I, it, it mauls me out of control because I just hate seeing this shit over and over again but like, it's just, oh it's such God. a good example this blog post if either. you ever encounter a single individual who is like asking for a rank reset or like believes in loser cues i mean it's literally like meeting someone who says that the earth is flat it's like the biggest yeah. fucking <laughs> label yep. of just like yep. a grade a idiot it's like because <laughs> we know the answer now it's like we've with this blog we fucking had the satellite in space and we can see the curvature of the earth this is the equivalent of that with the overwatch rank matchmaking system so now when the information is out there in the public domain now we can label all these flat earth fools people believe in their loser cues you know what they're fucking you wrong you know what you might you, you're you're winning me over with that argument a bit like okay fair enough like you're winning me over with that angle a bit okay can we move i also can we move on i don't yeah. feel like i feel like we've gone yeah, 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 yeah. 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 we're, we're all yelling on. the same thing yeah you know you're winning me over that one a bit but <laughs> yeah anyway i'm excited to see if this uh, matching roles thing kind of works because i don't know it's it's pure it's copium cool. but i don't know it can also go terribly wrong and where you have like great tanks and then the damage players suck or something i have no fucking idea how this will turn out we don't, we don't know anything about this stuff uh great where are we going next what do you guys want to talk about uh you want to talk about the world cup yeah, yeah. this world is cup. supposed What's to be um this is supposed to be what the i don't know where josh is going uh probably about why do you need to know yeah i don't i don't need to know yeah but i, th I thought, he's, I thought it's said he's going he, to he get already, food he's already said it. Was like, <laughs> he's right. going to the losers queue of plat chat <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's where he's mm -hmm. going yeah he's going to the toxic queue um all right, so uh, I made the title and I made the thumbnail about the World Cup. So naturally, we'll discuss this for about five minutes and then move on, uh, as usually we do with our thumbnails. Um, but they did, uh, this was, yeah, this was last week. It was last week when we were doing the show. They did announce uh, the 36 teams competing in the 2023 World Cup, um, and they announced the format as well. So quite a comprehensive blog, um, actually. Oh my god, so much fucking reading this episode. Um, so they did actually, uh, credit to the writers of Blizzard, thank you for writing all these blogs. It's great content, we really appreciate the insight. Um, but the Overwatch World Cup is returning, um, and they announced uh, different formats. Obviously, you know, it's, it's in constant reiteration, the way you apply, the committees for these teams, the qualifiers. Uh, we've had so many different versions of this tournament at this point. But just browsing over, like glancing over this article, it feels like they've really found something here, and they've really started to... Uh, 
sort of follow the, the 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 belief that the world cup needs to be more frequently featured throughout uh, throughout the year throughout the season um so it, it's going to start off with world cup trials in february already uh, so that's actually quite soon uh team tryouts in march and then they'll finalize the team in april so i don't know how much of that will be public you know live streamed etc but then at least the teams will be conducting business during these months which is you know maybe kind of expected um in June, they'll compete within groups, uh, 16 spots at the land finals, uh, where you like you will compete for the qualifier to uh, the World Cup playoffs finals. I don't know if it's announced when that will actually be, uh, where the finals will take place and what will be. But, you know, I'm assuming there's BlizzCon. They're, didn't they announce there's some BlizzCon this year or something? I don't they, know. they haven't officially announced BlizzCon, but BlizzCon is happening. Like, they've, been, they've said, oh, we're going to do a BlizzCon. And, and this is like, this is going to yeah. happen in full 2023. So it's like, it, it's all pointing it's to the It's happening in some capacity, BlizzCon. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they announced uh, sort of the groups and the countries and stuff like that. So we'll actually get to um, we'll actually get to the countries represented because that is obviously a big talking point. But starting off with the format um, and sort of like how the way the teams will be organized and uh, the trials and stuff like that. What do you think about the the tournament, quote unquote, starting in February already with the committees and the Open World Cup trials? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I think making more content around it of like just oh, we're going to have, you know, tryouts and then we're going to have like matches and we're going to have friendlies and we're going to do that. That's like the stuff that built hype, like being able to see these countries represent and also like all these countries try their own things as well. So I think overall, it's just going to be a good thing. Um, and, you know, I think the best year we ever had a World Cup was the one where we went to all the countries and then we had all the qualifiers in the land and the countries. That's never coming back. You know, that, that, was, a, that was a setting fire to a pit of money. It was awesome, but it, 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 was, uh, it was expensive. And I don't think they'll do that again. But this is, this is good. I, I, I really like everything that they've done. Uh, and I think it's important for World Cup to come back as well. I think it's uh, the heart and soul of Overwatch in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think having it spread out through the year is cool too because it might actually affect Overwatch League in a way where people... In general, like World Cup is quite a casual thing. And I think, Scott, you've said this millions of times, but I'll reiterate it. And it's happened to me too. Like people have come like, oh, I got into fucking Overwatch League because of World Cup. Like, oh, I saw X player and they were, I like them. And then now I follow their team or whatever. Um, and having it throughout the year, I think is cool because some of the players that maybe play in Overwatch League and also play in the World Cup, people will be like, oh, wow, I like that guy from trial. It's like, Overwatch League is literally next weekend. Or you can tune into the Overwatch League and watch that player play in OWL. Or like, you know, some kind of small integrations that way I think is fantastic. And building a hype up throughout the year is also really cool. And honestly, this is what we were almost missing. We have a gig along off season at this point. Jesus Christ, what we fucking February? I mean, and it's pretty much the exact same off season we said we didn't want to have at the end of last year. Now I know, yeah. Here. But like, yeah. so just having things happening uh, like all the fucking time is is only a good thing like it's only a good fucking thing so it's pretty exciting uh, overwatch esports just happening throughout the whole year both of overwatch league and simultaneously other shit happening on the side of it is is fucking great i think the world cup coming back is one of the best things that's gonna overwatch as a whole i think in uh... yeah uh, i don't think it says in here does it do you guys know anything about how these trials will be conducted is it up to like the players to stream it or like the the know. the, the the committee to stream it or like is there something official like i have like because it, it it lists a date but i'm like is it the player's responsibility to stream on these dates or like is there a tournament organized with admins from blizzard like i have no idea like why are there official yeah they they it? haven't they haven't really all they put out the rules for it but they haven't actually okay. 
laid out everything yet. Like a lot of this is pretty much going to be announced in February. It sounds like. Yeah. So there's a lot yeah. of things because like I don't really understand how the World Cup trials is going to exactly work either because the World Cup trials is this is for um this is for like players, individual players to make it to their country's team. Yeah, I mean, so it's like, like there's like a for the tryouts. So um, like, if you were if semantics. you were to if you were to go through if you were to earn so pretty much the World Cup trials as it says is like it's double elimination. There's randomly seated brackets, and the winner of the trials earn a guaranteed spot in their country or region's team March tryouts. So like, there there's a lot of steps here that and a lot needs to be outlaid and need to be laid out still a lot of things. But it's very interesting. I think it's a very interesting way. It hasn't really been done this way. I don't think quite similarly before. They've also reduced also something else is they've kind of streamlined the committee teams themselves. There used to be like social lead community lead gm and head yeah. coach and such and they've kind of condensed that where there's only three roles now where there's just social lead oh, right? i think is this it, is what is they it? had earlier was it not no no there used to be like four roles and now they're yeah there used to be the community lead the social lead the coach and the gm and now it's oh. just gm coach social um so they've reduced because like i was looking at for i was just examining i was just thinking about like what i was just thinking specifically about canada for some reason i was just thinking about like they're like what and then i was like oh carcu used to be the community lead and they had a separate social lead and like that for like 2019 for the latest one but like that doesn't exist anymore so like they've streamlined that process a little bit which i think is fair because i don't think i mean in ideal word maybe you have both but like realistically the community lead and the social lead are oftentimes kind of like that should be like something that's led between the gm and the social lead anyways to kind of make a product um but like you could delineate the rules still but it's like just an extra waste but i Here's what I'm going to say about World Cup, though. My two big points, besides all that, which is interesting. Pretty much we don't know any shit. Like, there's a lot to figure out. I think it's great to do it throughout most of the year. I think World Cup is absolutely, in many ways, like, I think it was Custa said, there's, like, the heart and soul of Overwatch in many ways. Like, what built a lot of storylines and, like, legacies and community was Overwatch World Cup. So it should be something that should be celebrated at the forefront. My one problem... For this year, and, like, hopefully this fixes it, is, like, if this is going to be treated as, like, a, like, this kind of, like, nationality-based competition to help prop up the fact that they've kind of screwed the fucking pooch on building storylines in Overwatch League is, like, because they, for a variety of reasons, like, if they're going to have that, they need to also, like, my most, like, Denmark and, and Finland didn't get invited. Okay, Denmark and Finland didn't get invited to the team. They are going to absolutely shit stomp their way through like the trial the wild card tournament because they have they have something really cool where the teams don't get invited they have a wild card tournament that is great that's cool you have an option to earn your way into the into that like into the the spots into the qualifications right um so i think that's great but i i think if you're gonna do that you need to have multiple options because like this there's this event only runs once a year so you're essentially saying to Denmark and Finland, countries that have produced an incredible amount of talent throughout all the history of Overwatch League, they have a lot of great players currently. Like, you guys get one shot versus, like, how Valorant did it, where, like, they initially invited, let's say, for example, Japan. Into, and Japan got an invitation to a lot of international events. Japan was ass. They were, like, mega ass at Valorant <laughs> in the beginning because they weren't typically big in, like, shooters. But because they kept on getting chances to compete and given resources to compete at international events, the interest in the game grew. The interest in competing grew. 
they continually produce better and better teams and players and iterations of those teams and players. World Cup is a one-time event. We need to be, if, you're, if the goal is to grow interest in companies that have a larger, or in countries that have a larger player base than, let's say, Denmark and Finland, right? We should be hold, hosting multiple tournaments throughout the year. We should be throwing many resources at these countries. We can't just have World Cup be a one-time thing, and we kind of fuck over the countries that have been traditionally still producing talent yeah, and, like, making I, things. Two things here. So, event. you know, just, just for transparency to the viewers, to people who don't know, uh, the reason Denmark and Finland wasn't included is because they decided to go via population-based system. Yes. So they invited, you know, the, the countries with the most population. And one could argue that they should have, you know, made exceptions and invited Denmark and Finland because they have a ton of great players. But that is, like, the reason why they went with it. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but... They did it based on a population. Yeah, and I don't have yeah. a problem. I actually don't have a problem with that system if it meant that they ran multiple events throughout the year that are World Cup-style tournaments. Because that makes sense then. Because then you're like, okay, we're continuing to give resources and let these countries that don't have a lot of great players or in infrastructure right now compete. We're letting you get in there and continue to improve. We're giving you options you run to that, like, grow though? your base. Like, you're saying I don't you know. I, I, I'm just simply pointing out why I have the issue with it right now. Because essentially right now... They're, they're taking, they're essentially deprioritizing communities that have been continually to stay active in their game. Like in terms of like they produce great players. I mean, the greatest know? thing they could do would be to reward. Like if you got top four at a World Cup or like, yeah, I, th I, th I think Finland has probably gotten top four. You know, when they had like... Denmark got like top Denmark. like six through... They went like six through eight. Uh, right? Not that World year Cup. where uh, I prevented... Uh, or where I granted yeah, Australia. Johnny knocked Denmark uh, out and sent... Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not talking... Cup. I'm talking about 2019. <laughs> I'm talking about yeah. 2019. Like the literally the latest World Cup, they had a great finish. Yeah, like, that was 2019. And, yeah. and the point yeah. being is that like... I'm just saying... When you think about like who they... Who is like a, the Denmark team going to play against? Poland? Like who the fuck are they going to play against? Like they're... The, it's just the point being is that I think it's kind of a waste of time in this format because those teams are like, we want to give all these huge player bases a chance to play, right? Guess what? They're just going to get their shit fucking rocked by Denmark but, like immediately. But how, how do you like my, my point is like, how do you uh, and I made a tweet about this. How do you quantify these countries? Because like obviously Finland and Denmark, they might be the only two countries of like, yeah, maybe they should have been included just like as an exception to the rule. But like. Where's the cutoff? Because then you're going to have some other country be like, hey, we're pretty good too, right? And then you're like, well, like, let's say like the Netherlands, right? Like they can actually put together a pretty competitive team. They made team, the playoffs right? before. Yeah, they made the playoffs. Yeah. I, I don't know. Are they on the list? They, they're probably on the list. Of like, uh, I think so. They probably or is on it the like, list. Uh, I'm checking in EMEA. It had, yes, Netherlands is in Netherlands. the EMEA. Yeah, so like, but like what I'm trying to say is like, there is a ton of countries that can like go for that. And I think they fixed it with the wildcard system, right? Like if Denmark and Finland are as good as everyone says, they're just gonna qualify through the wildcard. The, the thing is, we don't really know how the wildcard is working. Can all the teams in these uh, groups try and go through the wildcard as well if they get knocked out of their groups? Because then it's just like Denmark and Finland have less opportunity to qualify for the World Cup. Like they haven't really explained exactly how it's going to work. But for me, I, I understand and feel Denmark and Finland's pain in the past, what they, I believe how they used to do it. I don't know if someone said this already, sorry, but like um, they did it through the top 100 players of the region was how they determined who should qualify. So, yeah, that's, so if you're 100 players, I don't know if it was 100, but the top yeah. players of your region, they're combined SR, like something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, but obviously that can be fucky. It's always going to be the worst with the European countries because there's a ton of countries for a, a region so there's going to be a lot of little countries so maybe they don't have as many populations so 
I think this is all counterbalanced by the wild card. I understand the frustrations, but if Finland and Denmark are as good as we expect them to be, they have fucking phenomenal players. They'll be fine. And we'll probably see them at BlizzCon because they should be able to crush their way through these. Because as Var said, there are some people going to get absolutely dominated in these world cups because they're like the disparity of skill in, in countries is going to be massive and you know me and jack will get a first-hand view because we're, we might be scrimming team greece, team greece. our yeah. open division team might be scrimming team greece so we can have a look at like how good some of these teams are that you wouldn't really consider to be an overwatch league or overwatch country yeah, yeah. i think um I, I think there's a real opportunity here following this world cup to actually build on this format and maybe you give like I said, you give some kind of like guarantee if you made the top four, the top six or whatever, you don't really have to like participate or like you automatically qualify and then you expand the wild card. You expand the wild card to have a more grander qualifier at the start of the year or like the first half of the year or something like that. Like I think they have the opportunity to take this format this year and then sort of like reiterate on that like next well, year but maybe that's what if you make top 16 you're guaranteed to be in groups like next year right like yeah, that's something if, like if you that, make maybe. top 16 so it's like denmark finland yeah, qualify 100%. next year you'll you'll be in 100 yeah. like this is 100%. the first year they've done it in like three years four but years that but point. i still yeah, think but... this is like it's circumnavigating the issue here where the issue here is that they've chosen player-based populations because they're like the point of world cup inherently is it's a marketing tool yeah. for the game that's inherently the point of world cup here all right? esports by the way Yes, yeah. all esports, but I'm specifically doing World yeah. Cup even more so because yeah. the reach of it is far greater. And the, the potential implications of World Cup is like, realistically, because of how we've set up Overwatch League, where we don't really have a true regionalization system, like we don't have a North America, like we have a North America, Korea, China, but we don't really have like, you know, we don't really, we've kind of, you know, fucked off on Europe and South America and like all these other places, right? So like, it's really a much broader way to get those things. So and build those storylines of that international place, which is like Overwatch League was, you know, like we didn't set up those ways for us to make that. It just wasn't possible. If they're going to go to that sort of system, they should just go all in and allow for these smaller... If the goal is to grow the fan base and the player base and the interest of the game in these other regions, you have to put on multiple events throughout the year and give them resources and opportunity to compete. If it's a one-time, once-a-year event, which is World Cup... This will not do that. It won't increase the interest. It won't significantly. It won't increase that long-term growth. And all you're doing is making the regions that currently have active player bases, even if they're smaller, like Denmark and Finland, they're essentially just punished because you're only running one event a year. I'm not saying the wildcard system is good. I'm glad they've included it. It's like a great band-aid fix to like, oh yeah, we know you're fuck we're fucking you guys. But like, and also everyone that's not necessarily getting fucked, but like they could make it through. Like they just are been overlooked currently. It's... It's just they need to expand the system because I feel like it's very limited in its scope and it's deprioritizing countries that have great players. And like if the goal of it as a marketing tool is like it should be like Valorant, where like like I said, Japan, SEA, these are all regions that were not and even like um Latin America, because specifically Brazil has been very big in like FPS games, but not so much Latin America as much, um, like the rest of it. I, I really feel like you need to be giving opportunity for them to continuously compete to grow that interest in your game. This is a one-time-a-year event, even if it spans over multiple months, right? So that that's my complaint. It's not because the system they built here is necessarily bad. They've obviously identified that there could be some issues and have the wild card. It's more so it will not achieve its goal at all if it's not run multiple times a year. You need to be able to give access to play the game and have these sort of resources given to regions that have been kind of underdeveloped in the Overwatch system now. 
because pretty much right now we're in a three we're in a three region system like we have north america korea china europe is kind of like it's still producing stuff but it's kind of left on the vine to die south america was complete in brazil were completely abandoned like sca is like australia we're like oh fuck you like you know like like we have to like they have to really build a system to actually prioritize these regions that have been left out so but just he, just to sorry to to, first to, to time to, they're coming back sorry sorry to to just like so to clarify or not not even clarify but just to like say what you're saying in a different manner you're essentially saying that like overwatch league is such a closed off kind of like circuits and it's just you know franchising of course it's so closed off that this one-off like open event it won't really like facilitate and promote engagement in you know your countries like how good your country is at the watch it won't spur that growth is what you're saying because if you do it once a year no yeah. if you have multiple sorts of rounds of tournaments or like it there's multiple rounds of tournaments that lead into the world cup or something like that where you're promoting this yes and it's my complaint is mostly like it feels like they've deprioritized countries like finland and denmark that currently have an active but small, but very Community, good player yeah. base. There's something there. Because these countries technically have a larger player base, but they've still been left out and like they don't really have the infrastructure in place to give good players right now, right? So I like what they're doing. I just want them to expand it because it feels like those smaller countries that have still been active are essentially getting um, punished because they're smaller. When like the reality is it should be on Blizzard to incentivize like these larger countries should get more resources to compete to create good players because it's just going to be a waste of time in my opinion to see denmark and finland in particular denmark probably crush through a majority of those emea teams it, it, like imagine like denmark versus italy poland like you know like all like germany even like even though germany actually has some good players so that's like kind of unfair to germany but like, i mean given how small the wild card is it's almost like set up for those countries to be the qualifying teams it's like yes, we're exactly. Missing two it's a band-aid fix. In the MEA. What uh, they've done? How about these two countries? Yeah, we'll but we'll do it. Like qualifier. I, I, I feel I feel like you're like like uh, you're slamming this way too hard for something that it's like it's the first iteration coming back. It's never going to be perfect. There's always going to be issues, and I agree. But I don't think real like I I agree with you. In a perfect world, we would have more tournaments. They would be running things for like six months. With there would be like multiple opportunities for teams to show themselves. But like. How realistic is it that Overwatch and Blizzard are going to run those things? You know, as I said, 2018 was the golden year where like that they just spent like crazy money. We had qualifiers in what was like France, Thailand, Australia, and like the US or something like that. That's never gonna happen again. They should be expanding on this. I agree, but I think this has to be like you can't say what we did in the past with the World Cup is like, oh, they need to keep building on that. I think we need to be realistic. It's kind of like a reset button. And I think this is a good starting point. Is it perfect? No. But I think it's a good starting point because they're probably planning for the long term with this World Cup and BlizzCon coming. I hope so. I really hope so. Um, because it goes back to the storylines that I asked mentioned as well, the storylines. Because one of the things that I think people appreciate, but don't really appreciate enough, is actually how many player stories like we've actually gotten from the World Cup in the past. So... The most obvious example is, you know, Patipan from Team Thailand. And Team Thailand was almost like one of the most popular teams. They played super okay. aggressive, played a really fun team. And, you know, Patipan finally made the Overwatch League. And it's so like, wow, what an incredible story. But like, that's, that's one example. But there are so many different examples of this as well. First, come to mind, Tayu from Team Japan. And you're like, wow, Tayu made it to the San Francisco Shock. He didn't get to see that playtime unfortunate but it was still a similar story right and that goes for different countries um brazil punk Alem, uh, punk yeah team australia Mao, who played for boston uprising you know for a little bit that's yeah. still like a player that 
the Brazilian community could look towards and be like, hey, this guy represents us and, you know, he played in the World Cup as well. Um, mistakes for Team Russia with Shatterburn and Forsaken. Um, Sorry? From Team Netherlands. Brucen from Bruce Team Netherlands Bruce had a really good World um, Cup performance. And also Endlayer. Endlayer, I yep. think, played for Team Netherlands. I'll be so embarrassed if I get any of these names wrong with their associated country. Uh, Kabaji from Denmark. Yeah, Naga, um, Shax. Um, so, I mean, obviously some of these have competed um, in contenders. And I recognize that someone like like Elimao, he competed for, in, you know, the Latin American um, contenders while that still was a thing before I think they knew that region or something. Um, but there are so many, like, player stories um from the world cup in that regard that we sometimes just default to think about uh padipan and layer was russian jesus christ they did it fuck uh <laughs> but then <laughs> the the team uk is the same thing yeah so i think what avast is trying to say is like okay great great that we have a qualifier you know once a year and maybe we do like trials once in a while but if we were able to take the Patipan storyline, and instead of seeing him playing a qualifier that he'll fail to qualify in once a year, let's see Team Thailand play something three times a year or four times a year, because that will inherently promote more player base and community growth within Thailand itself. And so that's sort of what I think Avas is going for here, where he's like, let's promote this competition throughout the year more regularly to promote some of these regions to actually become more associative with their, their their community and their fan base. And that way, you'll actually, you know, grow some of these nations and their their interest in the game itself. I think that's kind of what you're saying from yes, a big picture. Yes, that's sense. essentially yeah. what I'm summing up. I, I'm essentially summing up that, like, I see, I literally see their in-game with this. Their in-game, by basing the player population for the World Cup, is, like, they want to grow the active player base and the interest in the game. But, like, holding a one-time, once-a-year event is not gonna cut it and i do understand it's the first iteration and obviously the first iteration is going to grow like it's going to get better and better but i also don't see what stopped them doing it starting out as like considering it's been what three years four years now since world what, cup what like why could you, we what do you mean by one-time event are you talking about blizzcon or you're talking about the group quality i'm talking about the entire i'm talking about the whole like world cup as a process is a single event right it's all you're playing the qualifiers and then you're hoping or you're getting invited and then you're playing world cup right these aren't multiple tournaments being played to like increase interest in the game of the regions so, so what are your options here like let me ask you so, so you want like a because... mini world cup like halfway through the year as well or do you want I mean, a group once again play? i already i already i already said i already said Nations i'm not League? totally no. i'm not totally sure what i want that to be i'm simply recognizing i see what they want to do and i'm seeing here are the problems and how other games have done it like valorant to increase like a, like to pretty much grow regions like japan right and to grow regions like turkey or latin america i've seen how it's worked in other games where it's been a really good success and i want to see those sort of systems replicated in overwatch because it's clear that is the goal of them bringing back world cup in this format is that they want to once again, and they're targeting countries, not countries based off who's had a lot of success in the past, and I currently have an active player, and currently have like a good, if small, player base, but they're basing off of like potential markets and the, the amount of people and players there. So I, I'm, I'm simply just throwing out my brain, and I'm saying, Here, here's what I like about this, and here's why I think they need to expand it. I don't know all the solutions right now because I haven't sat in their, I don't have access to all their data. I don't have all access to all their ideation processes, right? I'm I'm just simply saying I'd like to see it expanded a lot because there's a very real chance that like, you know, maybe expanding this and changing up how even like the Overwatch League itself works is a far better system for Overwatch esports. Yeah, and I, right? I think that's a super interesting conversation. And, you know, 
maybe people don't care about this but if you take like a bird's eye kind of view it gets really interesting because in a scene like csgo for example you have all these different third-party organizers you know trying to put on a tournament schedule and they're trying to do these uh, amazing circuits throughout the year so you have esl competing with blast competing with i don't know all the organizers in csgo and they're you know they've had huge conversations in the past where these organizers, they have to get together and they have to schedule these major circuits out properly. We're like, well, Blast needs a qualifying stage, but also, uh, you know, IEM and ESL, they need like their knockout stage. And like, how do you schedule this calendar? And then DreamHack is now ESL too, but like before they competed and stuff like that. So it's actually very interesting because now we found ourselves in a situation where everyone's begging for the World Cup to come back because the World Cup as you said heart and soul of overwatch one of the most important events we have throughout the year so we say all right we'll make world cup more frequent let's have world cup be more featured in the calendar year well quickly if you think about it what kind of tournaments do we have in the overwatch scene we have the overwatch league we have the world cup we have contenders we have collegiate now and we have open division as well so suddenly you're like okay well we don't have third party organizers well, now we also want show matches for teams in the Overwatch League. We want show matches. We want uh, third-party tournaments for them as well. Quickly, we're running out of, like, space in the calendar for all of these tournament systems to function within the single ecosystem, which is the Overwatch. And so you're getting into this conversation where you're like, well, let's make World Cup more featured throughout the year, okay? And you could say, well, like, there's fucking nothing going on in December, January, February. Okay, I get that. That's a valid argument. But you're sort of like, you need to figure out, if you're Blizzard, you need to figure out here, okay, what tournaments, like what league designs do we like prefer? Overwatch League probably, World Cup probably, but who is going to suffer from the lack of like weekends available throughout the year? Contenders, how much time are they going to have? Are we going to separate contenders and collegiate? Are they going to compete with each other? So that's sort of like a dilemma you get into. And I think it's super interesting. I haven't thought about this at all. But you sort of need to find a way to balance all of these different kind of like associations you have now to make them all viable, to make them all interesting and to make them all flourish. Or otherwise, you'll have to take one of these modes, maybe contenders, and just put it on the chopping block because you'd rather want World Cup to take up more time of that calendar year. So I think, you know, it's a super unreasonable thing for me to say when we had like a fucking four or five month offseason. But I still think it's a conversation that's very interesting that I think they're having internally. We're like, well, what is our calendar year going to look like if we have all of these tournament structures set up and how are we going to figure out what gets what amount of time? So. I agree. I, I think there just needs a collaboration and a, and a solution to just the amount of off-season. There is not anything going for such a long amount of time. Like, and it's just awful. And even for this year, we're going to have the Overwatch League come back around the time that this happens and we're going to have this massive, you know chunk of content from like what like let's say like april to november and then we're gonna have another five month season where like nothing is there that's the prime time to do stuff that you know avas is talking about or johnny is talking about and just like filling it in with like you know regional uh you know smaller type things so i don't know it yeah. just it, it came as too often too inflammatory i think towards the system i think it's great i'm really happy i'm glad they put the wild card system it's just i see what their end goal is with it and I know that currently what they're doing is not enough to get there. Yeah. I so agree. that's I, that's the main point. I also want to question, Johnny, can you scroll up? Like, I genuinely do not under my biggest thing is I do not understand this like uh this like every country has the three weekend trials. Like that's that feels like the biggest waste of time uh ever for me. Like if you're in Team USA and you are 
anyone other than an Overwatch League player, you're wasting your time showing up to these it's, trials. So these are built for like the other countries, it feels like, but I'm just worried that- I don't think that, it like, is a waste of time necessarily because what happens, all, yeah. what happens if really like through the trials, some Billy Billy 22 shows up and just pounds it's, ridiculous It's literally ass. to prevent nepotism, surely. Yeah. Where you're like, but, the also, I think it's, I think it's to like, just give we're going to try out, Yeah, to we're going to try out these players, yeah. these players playing the Overwatch League, and that's it. And like everyone who aspires to play for Team America, they're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, we're, we're a contenders team, and yeah, we're like, what the fuck? We're not even given the chance. We're just like, okay, sure enough. Usually the coach, usually the general manager, they know best. But I think this is just like a carrot on a stick for open division players, contenders players, to sort of like, hey, I, I can represent the United States of America. I am going to be guaranteed a spot in the World Cup, uh, in the America trials now because I won this trial or whatever. Yeah, I think in general, you're putting them, you'd hope. I, I This is kind of confusing too. Are they streamed? Like, I, I assume like- We don't know. We, it's all going to be yeah, revealed in that's like- the It seems promising no, no. because, sorry to interrupt again. It seems promising because there will be like uh, a website. Yeah, so a it website says trial signups so, will open a new <laughs> website and uh, you can find your team and compete against the best yeah. of the team. So it's also like, there will be a portal where hopefully you can find exactly. other people and like, I think country. That is quite important too. Even if you're not going to get picked up, I don't think it's a waste of time to take US Team USA, for example, because you're going to get broadcasted and you're going to get your name out there and maybe contenders teams, trials teams, whatever the fuck. You, people might be like, oh shit, Billy Billy 22 is pretty fucking good on Sojin, you know, or fucking Junk Queen or some shit like that. I'm just that. worried it's not going to be leveraged that way. That's that's my concern. Okay, that's the problem, right? Because like you are just relying on like the teams and the players and stuff. I I I would assume not the players at this point, but like the the team head coach, general manager, fucking social person to actually like leverage all of that thing that Blizzard are kind of giving them. Because I assume with the website, like Johnny said, there's going to be oh okay, I want to go see Team Japan. Um, I want to go watch their stream and their tryouts and shit like that then that has got to be kind of pushed onto social media using the social person. Head coach has got to be in the scrims, maybe talking on the fucking stream and stuff like this. Like that has to be leveraged for sure. But I think what Blizzard are doing here, just giving the tools to people and go like, please, like you've got to do but that's this. It. Like, They're just please. sort of saying, oh, you have to run qualifiers here. Please make it useful. Right. Yeah, like, that's exactly. my feeling. I don't, that I, I'm problem. worried there's not going to be enough organization to it. And it's just going to kind of be like, it's just going to be a kind of a shit show. That's my fear of just like, because I. Like, the so great, great. there will be so much fucking drama just fueling from this committee <laughs> and this subjective, like, our general manager sucks true. ass. He's not talking to Blizzard. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. there'll be fucking Coop the Tots and everything against the, you know, great. There will be so much fucking juice flowing around this committee. It'll be great. That's, yeah. that's, that's the. The bad part. And, of that, and it's on, it's on, and it is on Blizzard to help make that. Like, the goal is, is like, you can't. You can't have it both ways, right? You can't create like a really innovative, like interesting, like you don't, you can't be like, I want to create an amazing marketing tool because we've kind of been, you know, shitting the bed on this and <laughs> yeah. not invest a bunch of resources in it. Like you have to either go all out and like within reason, or you have to admit that there's going to be some, you know, inefficiencies and you're going to have to like rely on other people to make it work. You can't have it like always, right? So like, and if it's inefficient, like Johnny says, hey, let's cat, let drama, drama Mondays, let's fucking <laughs> yeah. go, like, hooray. <laughs> Drama's back, boys. Drama's back on the Drama's menu. Back on the Drama's menu. back on the menu. Yeah. And the Overwatch League can't find them. So, you know, it'll, it's free. It's free. And we don't have to get judged for it. Oh, boy. Wow. Um, yeah, so I think if there's nothing else to add, I think we did a pretty good job, some of we got here. Um, 
you know, we could Overall, talk about... it's really good, though. It's a good iteration. I think this is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm very happy that it's back. I just had... I just... I looked too far into the future in my orb, my sphere, so... Yeah. Uh, we could discuss about, like, what teams will make it out, but I think we can do it at a later date. We can see the rosters, and I think we'll have a lot of fun with it. Uh, they have the distribution I think after the well. trial period, it'd be cool to see, because there might yeah. be some teams that, like, surprise us and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see who has studied up on all the trials. Uh, you know, I'll personally be tuning into uh, Ecuador's trials and see who yeah. participates in those trials so we'll, i think we, the community like like all the community like the panels of people are going to be really interesting this year like because there's been a lot of old heads that have left some have returned like it's going to be like very interesting to see what the communities are going to do and, I, and also i think that's part of the fun of world cup is like blizzard should also be incentivized to select even if they're maybe not as popular to select very good quality candidates to help leverage the point of the world cup team is to be a marketing like product and like a, a cohesive thing you want to get people that are interested in like building like content, building a, a whole product, like going to potential even sponsors and partners, right? And selling that. Like you, you, that's like the great parts of this, of the World Cup is that you can have all these people essentially work by proxy for you to market your game. And if you select good people, like you can create some amazing content. Like if theoretically, like I'm not saying BP is the best choice, but if Bad Pachimari is like the UK, like social lead, like, and he works with the GM and they create like some insane, like, nando's collaboration with team uk like that's fucking cool that's the whole yeah. point of like world cup so like I, I i'm really excited to see how that works out this yep. year speaking of teams that could surprise us too that's also quite funny because people love to bp is obviously a very good example because he does create a lot of memes and he's a, a small little figure in the overwatch ecosystem and if he's on team uk doing that kind of stuff it's like oh that's fucking awesome you kind of expect it right but if there's a team Team Guatemala, for example. I don't know many Guatemala Nobots. I don't know any Guatemala Nobots players. But if they suddenly come out and their players are, you know, they're pretty decent, but like their community lead and or their social lead or whatever kind of pops off with content and shit like that, people are going to be like, man, it's kind of cool. You know, like yeah. people love when people create content and like funny shit. And it, honestly, I'm pretty excited about the kind of content that's going to come out from various teams and countries that we've never fucking heard of like players coming from before. Oh, I think it'll be Yeah, awesome. go on. The, the, the thing that I just want to add, something that we do need to praise Blizzard for, they are inviting 16 teams to BlizzCon. Uh, I think it was 2019. They only invited lot. eight. 16 yeah. is a lot of teams yeah. and players to fly to, you know, LA. China being guaranteed, by the way. What? Yeah, China being guaranteed, yeah. right? Which and eight I don't was already crazy. Eight, like yeah. I'm just remembering, yeah. like the group stage, like casting the it's group stages teams and like and the eight teams. God, it was like we had like four duos casting with the desk doing like our red zone moments, like yeah. casting nonstop for like I remember like the days with the fire alarm got pulled in 2019. The it was like a ten, ten hour days. Was it was ten hour days yeah. of casting like double limb round. But they're like, fun, right? Like I'm actually yeah. super yeah. fucking hyped for BlizzCon this year and yeah, like yeah, the World yeah. Cup coming back. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Like especially because we just recently went back to Anaheim and we did it yeah. at the grand finals out of the convention center. Like you. Oh man, I'm so excited! World for Cup this slaps. Time. World Cup yeah, slaps. World does. Cup is absolutely a, a, a slapper. Even 2019, which was like kind of a neutered version of our previous years of World Cup, was still, still slapping. It was still fun. Yeah. It was still great. Yeah. Like it's like getting the community together and like getting everyone together. Like you get Club ZP with Moscow Mules. Club ZP, like, Moscow like, Mules before. It's just like it's 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 a banger. It's an absolute banger. And like and in the, the you know I miss that. I miss that a bit because we were at that same area. You know for overwatch league grand finals and i felt yeah. like there was definitely still 
that camaraderie aspect, but because of still the COVID concerns and things like that, it didn't oh, still yeah. feel the same. You yeah. know? It felt so sure. different. Yeah. So I'm hoping World Cup will be a return. Me, me and Custer went to Outback. It was a bad time. So a fucking Outback, bro. Don't look at me start on how shit Outback Steakhouse is and, and <laughs> just an insult to my fucking culture. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting angry. And you got COVID. Someone get angry. Or well, and I yeah, and oh, no, I didn't get COVID. I got, I got sick. I didn't actually get COVID. Yeah, you, got, you got sick oh, okay. at Outback. Yeah, I got sick eating at Outback. Yeah. Yeah. Costa Final Europe. fuck you from Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I yeah. Um, but yeah, World Cup at BlizzCon will be great. And maybe they'll announce a Watch 3. So um, it'll be a, be a great time. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. Woo! yeah. Woo! yeah. Wait, uh, also, you, someone mentioned, uh, I can't remember who, but someone mentioned, um, you know, it'll be interesting with the new rosters because a lot of the old guard is gone. I can't wait to see the United States of America rosters because you'll have like the American Tornado crew versus, you know, Dante and you know maybe there's a, I don't know if there's an old guard. Of well, there, did you super, know that there's super? Have you heard this? That beef? is the thumbnail. Super said in a clip that he wanted to play in the World Cup. So you got Super oh, going up against Kalush Reiner. I mean, well, well technically you... hasn't Reiner. You know, it's sort of like the rumor. Kind of hasn't the rumor yet. that Reiner's retired? Yeah, kind of. He has back issues. he's not. But Johnny, did you know that there is beef with the American Tornado Boys and Dante because of what he said on our tweet. show last yeah, week? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, not the tweet he said. He said that like they got to check yeah. their egos. He was just he was talking oh, because of the podcast. Yeah, because of the podcast thing. on the podcast. Apparently, there's beef now. So we're just we're just stirring. <laughs> Dude, the I'm so glad oh, yeah. for Dante to be. I'm so glad for Dante to be entering his like old esport boomer arc you know yeah like he's been around for Elder ages Dante. He, he's and he's been dropping some like real base like holy shit you have some age takes like hey you know like pros stop being such assholes in ranked and it's like you know actually kind of fair like <laughs> fair point like like actually like uh, completely fair like i'm glad that dante has entered his like his his boomer era of takes where it's like listen here whippersnappers like you don't understand like <laughs> but like it, it's like actually good good yeah as long as he actually plays in the league because it gets the point where you retire and you're like me of aston costa and you're like well you guys used to play but you're like so boomer that you're not even in the league anymore. we're so <laughs> out of it if people don't league. care about us anymore yeah <laughs> so uh we, we, we stand dante keep it up dante. Okay. love you buddy i also want to add i want to see what team south korea puts in because the last iteration that we saw of south korea the one that the us won not to take him away this away from team usa team usa was very good but team south korea did not put their best foot forward in 2019 like they they had a weird team i want to see what the best thing that they can because everyone's going to want to come to this world cup because it's the first one in such a long time like um you can put together a crazy south korea team but i think the us can compete as well yeah I mean, 100%, yeah. a, a big part of that as well, if I remember correctly, it was so long ago now. But the Overwatch League season um, was was so exhausting back then that like the, the Korean players were just like, we're burnt out. Like we literally just want to go home. Like we yeah. just don't want to play anymore. But it seems like the Overwatch League format, you know, with er earlier years, it seems like a point of importance for them has also been to promote some breaks, some stage breaks in between the season and stuff like that. So maybe that'll help some of the... Um, Korean players to be motivated to participate in the World Cup as well. Uh, so, you know, because it's the thumbnail, I just need to ask, is there any chance that Super actually plays for USA? Yeah, 100%. We, I think he, so. He's that good that he could just yeah. come in and like, Hawk, I, sorry, Hawk, I, I'm replacing I, 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 believe, I believe he could. I believe he could do it. I think he'll compete. I think he'll compete for the spot. Like, I, I, I think he'll be able to fight them, but here's the thing. 
Do we think Super can hang on every single hero as a solo tank? He's never done it at the highest level. He hasn't been scrimming. As someone, like, I'm, I was never as good as Super. Super's fucking a Giga Warlord gamer. But, like, I, I'd be... I'd be very impressed if he can show up to those trials and hang with Hawk and Kaluge and that kind of stuff. I definitely I, I'll could. be impressed. I'll, also, I'll even if he can't it. exactly quite be like, let's say he's not like perfect, like be better at exactly every role. I'm just going to say like, obviously it depends on the goals of the team. Everyone wants to win, but like, yes, may, even if you have a downgrade yeah. potentially on getting Zuber, does your World Cup run become way more hype and more memorable and like things like that? Like, what are the goals of World Cup? Are the goals of World Cup to like win everything all the time? Or is it also to create like a really cool, entertaining product? And getting super is not like, oh, you're getting some random shitter. Like yeah. you're getting super. No, you know? I mean, like, this is bad. This is bad to feed his ego this way. But, you know, it has to be said. Super, <laughs> it just has to be said. Super you know? is the best Western tank player to ever play the game. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. him coming back. And by the way, the most flexible Western tank player to ever play the game. And now you're going into a one tank game. You know, he could have played last year, but for different reasons, he decided not to. So like, yeah, it's not I like, mean, lazy it's not like well. some, one some popular money. streamer that, you know, can only one trick a hero comes in, <clears throat> Kefri, and like tries to participate <laughs> in the World Cup and make a name for himself. It's like, no, super versatile Bro, tank. Straight. Fucking perfect for Overwatch 2. And uh, sorry, that was so out of... Out of I mean, you can see the return but of the Kefri. I want to be on the team like the USA. Perfect thing. example to come back out of retirement to do it. One more step further. Does XQC play for Canada? Yeah. Oh uh, shit! No. How like, fucking hype would that be? That, I'm Super just saying now. And and he won't be able. He's he won't be distracted like he was last World Cup where he's playing Overwatch two instead of playing World Cup. He was just yeah. like now the game's out. He can't be distracted anymore. They don't have to put Mangachu on tank. They can do it. <laughs> so true, dude. That would be fucking sick. I agree with, with Connor's point. I think you do. It, you take a small downgrade, I suppose, if you don't think, you know, Super can hang with Hawks still and uh, other tanks like that. I absolutely think you do that, um, especially creating hype around it. But the thing is, if like Blizzard was in control of the rosters, that's probably what would be picked up. It's not to do with them. No, it's, it's not Blizzard choice. But also, once again, it's under the assumption that Super like would that. be a downgrade, right? That's still the assumption. Yeah, no, made. yeah, I, I'm not saying so. he is. I'm not saying he isn't. Um, I'm just saying like, I think like as hype goes, Team USA, if they do their own jerseys and shit like that, they're probably going to be able to make a little bit of extra uh, side cash on that with someone like Super in the roster. They're going to get way more interaction and shit like that. I think it would be fucking hype yeah. to have XQC on fucking Team Canada versus fucking Super on Team USA. What a fucking ridiculous clout match. Dude, that there's actually like oh, good Canadian tanks gonna, as well. Yeah, they, yeah that's it. So. Like, they, like, who is good at Canadian players that will There's like, false. Just off there's head. false. There's, uh, there's Shredlock. Shredlock. You, got Crim like, you got Crimzo as a supporter as Crimzo, well. Like, but I'm, mostly, I'm just simply saying that like technically before Canada always had a really big issue where like they didn't have any tank players and I think like that's in true. a single tank environment canada actually has some options but that you could even sure. fucking bring out note if you wanted to oh but like, I don't, yeah, yeah. There you go. i don't think that's gonna happen but like it's uh i, I was told there's some rumors of the grapevine talking to some people that maybe note throws his head his hat into the ring for like a gm role or something seeker like, is canadian if you're hyper about Seeker's Seeker's Canadian. Yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah. there's they got a, good, they got a pretty players. solid team yeah yeah yeah, yeah. There you go. It'll be fucking hype. Just saying. XUVC versus Days of old, baby. Let's go. I mean, it'll be cool as fuck. Yeah. Can't wait to see what the Admiral puts together with Team Estonia. That's going to be good as well. Um, see how they <laughs> yeah. Estonia. So yeah, true. <laughs> true. Yeah, Estonia. Let's go. There you go. Um, all right. So uh, because me, me, Costa, 
uh, Dante and Jake, we did the, the last week's episode. I wanted to ask, uh, before we wrap up here, I wanted to ask Jaws and um, Avast as well. Uh, you have any comments on this Toronto Defiant roster that got announced? They got announced last week, of course, during the podcast. And we, we me and Costa kind of gave our thoughts. But th- this, we've been waiting for this now for months. And it finally got yeah. finalized. And here is the, the official Toronto Defiant roster. What, what do we think? What were your first impressions when you found out last week? Uh, I mean, you know the Mike Wazowski Zoomer meme? No. Which uh, one? Okay, I want you to type in Google, Johnny, the Mike from, just type Mike from like, uh, what is it? Like Monsters, Inc. Monsters Zoomer Inc. meme. <laughs> and you'll find an image of Mike Wazowski with a Zoomer haircut. Are you seeing a green man with a Zoomer haircut? The chain? That's essentially my, that's my thoughts on this roster. Oh, you mean the fucking? Oh no, I know exactly. It's my. It's the Mike Wazowski Zoomer meme right there. That's that's the. This is literally just the Zoomer team. This is like insane yeah. Zoomer, yeah. insane Overwatch good. Zoomer energy. I think it's a super cool team, man. Like American Tornado, basically, right? I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of the players are familiar with each other, which is an added bonus. But dude, fuck it, it's. Fucking cool. It's, good. it's a, a good roster, American too. Team. It is a good, good roster. Ro- good roster of good players. I think this team is definitely punching up there uh, for a top spot. We'll obviously do power rankers later, but like, and we don't know half the fucking teams. We don't even know the release day of the Overwatch League. But like, in general, I think it's fucking. Sick. I gotta I, say, I, I, I am so paranoid. It, completely cutting you off and going in a different direction. I'm sorry, Joss. But I am cool. so paranoid about this fucking Zoe and Sean interaction video where they're like, what's it cooking and i'm like please don't yep. announce this at noon like when we end the episode like please announce it like next tuesday at like 8 a.m so we can actually talk about it like i please, please surely, that, surely, surely please. sean knows us well enough he knows platchat he would never he's do this if he does it sean I, I i swear to god if you're listening to this sean don't do it okay <laughs> he's gonna do it he's waiting for the episode to literally end and then he's got there's the tweet. Yeah. There's the tweet. Overwatch yeah. League is fucking out, or like you know, like whatever the fuck. It's next week, guys. So yeah, uh, yeah to, to to riff off that, and I'll let you continue, Joss. Like it's ah, like, well, <laughs> the rosters aren't really announced, so we at Plat Chat, we can't really do team previews for a season. We don't yeah. know when it starts, and so I'm just in this conundrum. We're like, well, we're gonna have to do 20 team previews for Plat Chat, uh, and I'm like, when do we start doing them? Because I don't know when the, the season's gonna start. And it's like, oh, season starts in a month, guys. It starts in two months. It's like I don't know. So well, well, Dude, the schedule is TBD on the team previews, Joss. It's February, bro. No, it's January 31st. Tomorrow is February. We don't know all the team roster oh. still. We don't know when the league starts. And uh, we're bent again the six-month off-season dick flattening machine. Do we know here's, we the have no, here's, here's the worst thing, because I think all of us are in like are in the channels of like people are like this time gonna be different this time <laughs> yes. it's gonna be a shorter it's, offseason it's, it's, I will, I'm, I'm gonna drop it i am gonna drop gonna one piece of juice shit. though i have seen something that is different i have seen something that is different this year that is okay. interesting however i don't necessarily think it fixes the six month offseason <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i don't think it fixes that so that's my one piece of hopium for the people from some things that from some some sacred texts that i've seen that what is there Sean are cooking? some interesting things. What, Sean what, could what be cooking, cooking something quite interesting. What are they cooking? They're cooking I something just... fucking cool, I hope, and a date soon, please. Can I, have a job I think they're cooking up Hawaii gonna... again, you know? Let's go back. Cooking up Hawaii. No, please, no. Please, no. <laughs> I mean, I would be perfectly fine with Hawaii if it's a real land. Like, if it's like I'm a real land, I'd be like, okay. Hawaii. 
Yeah, yeah, like if they get everyone and they get a convention and everyone actually plays from land, yeah, that's good. Without yeah, I'd be like, okay, that's fucking... fine. Yeah, I would love to go to Hawaii. I'm yeah, Costa, Costa and Jaws, if they, if they were like, yo, we're setting up the Blizzard Arena in Hawaii, can you come and live here full time? Would you do it? Uh, no. Give me a ticket, baby. <laughs> Give me that ticket. Wait, I can't take my fish. Costa said no. Yeah. We're like, I'm not Amazing. moving to Hawaii. Yeah, wait, what am I going to do? Uproot my life? Just see us out. Have a good one. <laughs> I'll see also, you Hawaii, in Hawaii, you months. were talking about living expense in LA. Hawaii oh, is yeah. it, like one of the most expensive it's, places to yeah. live on yeah. Earth. It is it's an crazy. island after all. But yeah, think they have of to the fucking so. marine life. It'll be so easy to get a salt tank, a salt water tank. I don't really, I have space, but I, uh, I would. Why I would, would you even like need a tank? Couldn't tank. you just like throw like a net into the ocean and like make like one of those swimming areas and all the fish in there are just like your tank. That would be fucking sick. Uh, when are we going to watch? We start, we start talking we about this, wine? me. I Come can't leave now. my fiance, Jack. Dude, I can't leave my fish. Like, yeah, <laughs> I can't take them. Like, I'm not allowed to transport them, bro. I don't want to leave them. Uh, what are they going to do without me? I, I don't know. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, his his. I mean, your fiance could feed herself. This fish can't. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Thought about that. That's true. All right. We don't know so what cute. Sean is cooking, but uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Where where do we go with that? Yeah. The Toronto roster. Um. Yeah. We don't. We don't they're good roster. No. Good roster. They yeah. should be aiming for like a top. Realistically, with that roster, you should be ideally aiming for like a top five finish yeah. in the Overwatch yeah. League. I'd That's say true. top four in in Americas. Yeah. I mean. Well. I, mean, I think they, I think a realistic goal is like top three. Soon, right? I think if they can hit top three, I think that's a success for their uh, I think. Do you think they'll get top three in Americas? I think that's their goal, right? Like that's what I, if I was their team, I'd be like, I think we can easily crack top three. We can potentially win a stage, all that kind of stuff. They have the talent if they get the right meta, yeah. like they can do it. Do I realistically think they can consistently beat like a San Francisco shock at what looks like to be Boston a great use of that loss, Atlanta rain? <laughs> I, I, I think they should be competing with Boston like throughout the season to be yeah. equally as good. Like, I, I don't know. I think they're a good roster, but I don't think they have the capability to win at all. I, it'd be awesome for them to prove me wrong. But I think a top three is a realistic goal. Is it a, is it a hot take? I kind of feel like they're more with these three teams than the three above. Well, not the Gladiators. Gladiators aren't going to be as good this year, in my opinion. I, mean, I, I, I think Gladiators... But we still I, don't know the roster, so we still don't even yeah, know well, the but roster, like from, so. what, from what I'm looking maybe. at right now, I'm, I'm just not sold on it. And well, maybe that's because, as you said, I, it's not a full roster. But like I some of these other players. teams are fucking yeah. crazy good. Like Atlanta, like if they can get over the communication issues, nuts. Houston Outlaws, roster is crazy. Boston Uprising. Dallas Fuel has a good roster. San Francisco, there's like... It's so, what, what, it's so stacked. It's so stacked. One of them is going to pop off. One of them is going to astronomically fail in like, in like some crazy way. So we'll see. Even Florida's sneaky good. Yeah. Florida's yeah. sneaky good, right? Like, Toron. Toron. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's crazy. This upcoming season is going to be so stacked. It's yeah. unbelievable. If you don't look at the APAC region, it's such a stacked season. <laughs> Hey, Soul's got profit. They have profit on the team. And that's, that's it. Did you see they did a recent announcement for open trials like oh, a week yeah. ago? And I'm second, like, yeah, and I'm like, this is when well, you're doing open second, trials? Isn't that their second trials? Haven't they posted two announcements? Yeah, but posting a second one this late in the game just makes me What worry. if like no one like tried out? What if like they didn't get it enough? They're like, please try out for the team. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, we have profit now. Everyone's like, okay, fine. I'll sign oh, up. Yeah, you know? I want to see what Valiant can cook up. I want to see if Valiant's like... Will they be compete? Will they all be like? Are we doing like? Have you ever seen like those like you know like the walled city of like that that forbidden city they condemned in China where it was like they all had like little cubicle homes? Like is that gonna be Valiant's next team house? 
They're going to be like in those, like, what's going to be happening? Like, I don't know. Like, what will they do? Will they just choose at this time? We're not even going to pretend to pay players. You guys are all just getting mouse pads. We're just going back to like 2008 esports. Like, I don't know. I can't wait to see what sort of flagrant violations Valiant can pick a cook up next. Can't wait to see it. The fucking Valiant. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> they still got seven wins last year. I mean, five, four, one. So. Well, they. <laughs> They had an okay team last year, and there was also some real papillary in the in the APAC region from some yes. of the bottom end teams. I, so. I don't know why, but I just picture like certain esports like revenue business people like running teams, and they like look at the Valiant and they're like, oh yeah, they're doing it the right way. They're, they're, <laughs> they don't give a fuck about their reputation. They're running with their little revenue they're earning, and they put their players in They like, don't care about the reputation. They don't care they, about winning. They don't care about like they're anything. Running they're running a just, sustainable business But they're right not there. even like, they're not even selling like, that's the thing is like, they're spending so little that you can't even sell, you can't even potentially try to like sell partnerships to like get sponsors. Like you can't even like attempt, you're running so lean, it literally means you can't, you're, you're stuck. You're literally in the cycle of poverty where like, you're so poor that you can't afford to like do something to make yourself not poor because you can't spend the money to get like stuff to increase the size of your team. Their like last, it's crazy. Their last tweet was in October 8th and it was their 3-0 loss to the Shanghai Dragons. They didn't even say thank you for a season. They just lost their last game and they were like, <laughs> peace. <laughs> they had, um, I, 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 I was listening because, um, um, you know, say what you want about, um, whatever. Um, the, the, they did um they did a four horsemen a podcast with no it was not a sentence no they did a four horsemen like, podcast with Lurpus um talking about the the state of esports and like they talked about a lot of the revenue issues that of course you know were going on in esports you know sponsors stuff like that um and Lurpus I think is involved with Immortals um and running their teams like MIBR um he's part of ENS who feels like a Counter Strike team as well and they talked about some of the financials because I think Lurpus worked pretty closely with like f financial uh the financial industry they have like a ticker and everything for like esports something like that so um you know very knowledgeable when it comes to like the revenue and like financials and stuff like that um when it comes to esports and i don't know if he's like still officially like affiliated with immortals or whatever uh but they talked like about like how valuable like some of these franchise slots are now and it's it's like how how it's one of those things that like boomers you know looking at sports teams they can be like oh well this franchise spot it's actually like a tangible thing that we can put a value on and therefore it makes way more sense for us to buy a franchise slot in a franchise league versus you know open tournament team investing in like an esports team with player salaries in an open circuit like it doesn't make as much sense from an investment standpoint but i like i was like if lurpus is still involved with the immortals I'm like, i'd love to like fucking know how they like value this los angeles valiant franchise spot and like how they decide how much money to invest because i mean they're, they're not even running it right they shipped it off to uh they just, own it. They yeah. just yeah. own it it's yeah, just, just it's own lge it like, hey, that's that yeah. putting up all the money and running it day to day to take care of it so i'd love to just be a fly on the wall and be like okay well if you do that like how much, like, on paper, how much value do you put on this LA Valiant franchise spot if this is, like, how you're investing resources into it and is, this is how, like, you're treating the brand? Like, I'd just love to be in those conversations. Like, I'd just love to know, like, what they're, what they're cooking, what they're thinking, what's going on. Because um, it's not great, but, you know, they, he seemed to be, make a pretty good case for franchise spots being a pretty, you know, good way for um, 
external investors to come into the space and actually assess the value and you know make those calculations that boomers like to do so anyway i'd love to just know what goes into the valiant but we will never know uh alas or black no, hole so here we go um all right that uh I, th I think that's it for today's episode unless you guys have anything else that um is this our bottom bar really talked about world cup for 45 minutes i forgot to change <laughs> i, I mean, forgot to change the topic bar it, we talked about the world cup and i had the uh explaining matchmaker goals up for like 40 minutes and then i felt bad <laughs> i forgot to okay. produce uh, yeah today john he figured out you could set the the camera fps speeds the, i don't even the, know if it did a difference yeah. has that anyone in fun. youtube chats seen a difference in a vast frame rate so quick holy shit was my frame rate bad i don't know i don't know i, don't I, know I just bad. i just turned it up and was like i don't know was well, there anything else to talk about no i don't no, think yeah, so brand's it... player of the week okay uh, let's give it to Rush. Rush, Rush got yeah. Married. No, he has. Case. He's getting married. He's getting married. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, we do have the Bryn exemption, where Bryn technically gave the Player of the Week to anyone. Oh, that, that's true. That, that will be married, has been married, will ever be married in the future. But like, you know, whatever. Wait, what? Like, her dress is this? crazy. By the way, have Going you seen the married man met up twenty-seven days ago? Is that when they got engaged? I think that's when they got in. I think that's yeah, when they, yeah. they got engaged, and then they posted an update. This is essentially they did this. They did the dynasty tryouts, but it's for the just stages of the of the marriage. So okay, there's multiple different announcements of the same thing. Hello, anyway. I'm finally getting married. We ask for your support so they can live happily for a long time to come. Oh, yeah. her dress is insane. Oh my god, what very a wedding invitation. Yeah, her, dre yeah, her dress Holy is shit. crazy. Insane shit, bro. I bet she's gonna have like, like attendance to hold that. Yeah, you, you need like, yeah, 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 yeah. Most of those dresses as well, like usually after the ceremony, they have a way in which you can like unclip it so that you like don't have to walk through around that dress the entire reception and stuff like that. But or maybe she'll have a completely different dress. But sorry, I'm in wedding mode as well. So, <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> uh, like, these yeah, fuckers it's... are playing Valheim and I'm here sending emails. Like, yeah, they're yeah. incredible. Yeah. Valheim wedding. Let's do it. Valheim yeah. wedding. Let's, yeah. Let's do there it. There we maybe. go. It's perfect. <laughs> perfect. We'll invite there you Rush. Go, Rush. You get to get the <laughs> player of the week. There you go. Woo. You get Rush, that Rush. for getting married. So we'll Yeah, Bryn's gonna married. be pissed. What did Moby Yeah, Bryn's say? gonna be Bryn's gonna be so mad when he watches this episode like he does Yeah, week. I can't He's wait for him to watch so mad. I'm pretty sure he doesn't know that Platchat Overwatch happens. I'm gonna be honest. I actually listened to Platchat Valorant uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he accidentally said heroes instead of agents, and he was like, oh my <gasps> god, I haven't, I haven't thought about Overwatch in years, and I was like, yeah. wait, no? Really? Yeah. I was like, what? So, Not at all? Not at all? You haven't thought about us at all, fair, man? The, the <laughs> Valorant crypto throwing saga was very funny, a very funny listen to on the oh, uh, Valorant of that, side yeah. of things. It was, yeah, yeah, it was very funny. Alas. Congrats, Rush. That's part of the week. Here we go. It was an eventful episode, guys. We did a lot of reading. Yeah. We did a lot of uh, expanding on blogs. Um, we learned about Sumer Mike. It's been a good episode. Thank you guys for being on today, this week. Awesome. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Have a great week. Hopefully think, something yeah. useful comes out for next week. Well, we have uh, actually the season drops. Uh, yeah. Next. True. Oh, yeah. That's true. Is it what? So, uh, yeah, it'll probably, it'll probably drop in the middle of the episode. Oh, fuck. I mean, yeah, they're probably will. do a, right. a 10 a.m. And then, you know what, uh, everyone, you can just go read up on the SVP podcast because I'm sure everyone was watching that instead of this. So yeah. Everyone yeah. was like, what are the devs saying? So. Absolutely. 
That is true. This uh, this is my to to end on this. This is my favorite website during the off season. It's yeah, the it's been good. transfers oh, from uh, yeah. Wikipedia Overwatch, and uh, you know, there's tons of changes going on. But uh, you know, if you actually track everything Overwatch League related, we have one, two, three. So you know, in the past two weeks or so. We've had three announcements made regarding Overwatch League. So, you know, we're, we're averaging about one and a half uh, Overwatch League announcements per week. Uh, so that's, that's good. Uh, Pretty good. That's good very, content, guys. Very good. Good content. And the Love league it. doesn't stop for another at least three months yeah. that we're streaming. So. Oh, dude, please. Sean, I know you're oh. readying with the tweet button right now. Please yeah. just launch, just press the tweet <laughs> just button. Just launch your Overwatch League. Let's please. just let's have a game this weekend, honestly. I don't press even care. <laughs> you guys... Uh, you guys gonna tune into these Intel Inspires High School wildcard qualifiers? Yeah, all the time. Ones are gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna play Valheim. I gotta right. go work. So. Good stuff. Imagine <laughs> working. Enjoy your <laughs> business. That's the thing. Everyone's over there. They're playing Valheim. They're like, "Ooh, I'm having such a fun time." I got to play one episode, and everyone's like, "Oh, we're hopping on. We're hopping on." It's like, "Bitch, I'm at the office right now. Like, I Same. can't. I can't do this." Get home Same. quicker, so you can play. Dude, we gotta kill Bone Mass. I found the location by but the way. The problem just is, up. when I get home, I'm tired because I've been working all day, and then like, "Oh, let's go oh fucking stream," and it's God. like, "God damn!" So it's like, and I have to cook. Unlike you, degenerates, I gotta go cook. Oh, I cook. Dude. What do you mean? Yeah, I cook. I pour I just hot water in the, the day, so I have so much time to cook. Yeah, that's so true. So true. All right. So true. But Good talk, everyone. Work, Sean. <laughs> What's Sean cooking? What's Sean cooking? All right. Flat chat, Overwatch, episode 162. It's been fun, guys. Take care. We'll see you next week for episode 163. We'll talk about the season or something. Bye. There'll be balance changes. Bye.